right, advertiser time. So, first off, our OG sponsor, Sinister Jerky. Use code KINGDOM, that's K-I-N-G-D-O-M, at checkout at www.sinisterjerky.com. Grab yourself a nice little discount. And also, this podcast is powered by Balls Garara. Grab life by the balls. And with that said, let's go on to the podcast. All right, welcome back to Castle Comms in the 41st millennium. There is only war. And our friend Isaac. Isaac, how are you doing today? Brother. Brother. (laughs) So, for those of you who don't know, Warhammer 40k has never really had a live, a real representation of its cinematic universe. Well, I say cinematic universe, but it's universe because it's never had a movie. Uh, It's never had a representation in any form of movie or show other than fan-made shit. And then they're also the Hammer and Bolter. They're really crappy, like, you know, subscriber service where they just had cartoons. So this is huge that the Witcher, the man himself, is taking the reins and making an Amazon show. So me and my friend Isaac, who are Worry Hammer fanatics i would say because we've read how many books would you say have you read at this point isaac um let's see i think about 27 jesus i think i'm in the 40s right now (laughs) it's been a lot yeah i don't know if i would call us enthusiasts or addicts i I think i think after 10 books you're in you're you're past enthusiasts (laughs) i think after you've done a whole omnibus and you've you've been to nostromo and you've been to you know sequelsa about your friends they might try and get you into 40k yes and then you you saw uzas it's it's one of those things where It, it, it surpasses the realm of just friends and it becomes an intimate relationship with the Warhammer world. Very so, culty. So it, it's incredibly culty. Almost as culty as the Mechanicum and their love for toasters. All hail the Omnisam, bro. Oh, it's one know, of those only things. Only worshiping one is convenient. So I have to know if you were to grow up on any one of these planets and call any one of these Primarchs your gene father, who would it be? Ooh. Ooh. All right. All right. I'm going to have to... I can only pick one? Yes. Oh, actually, no. Give me multiple. All right. I'll give you top three. Okay. Give me Uh, your top three. Russ. Oh, you want to be a wolf. The sons of Ro- is it is it written in your weird that you can drink like crazy and fight like crazy? I've I've seen the drinking part firsthand being in the navy together, but yeah, I, yes, I, I it fits actually. I was gonna get down it, every Wednesday. I was down for a fight. That fit actually your narrative very well. Okay, so I I could see I like that. that. Okay, what else? What are the other two? So so Russ is yeah Russ is in there, and let's see. Hmm. I want to. I want to say, having Hawkboy as a dad would be pretty awesome. Ooh. When you say Hawkboy, are you saying Korax or are you saying Sanguinius? You know, there's only one true Hawkboy. I know there's only one true Hawkboy. That's Sanguinius all day. Oh my god. Yeah, Sanguinius would be a G. But you know, that's why I. Okay, so skipping ahead, 
I don't think the Witcher would make a good Sanguinius because the Witcher is a stoic type and he Sanguinius yeah. is so spoken, outspoken actually. So I just can't see the Witcher fulfilling that role. So we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. So what is the other what is the other planet you would love to come from? Who would you like to be your Primarch dad? You know what? Like he wouldn't be like he would be the he would be the father you needed, not the father you wanted. Dorn. I was going to say, you're talking about Rogel Dorn? <laughs> Rogel Dorn. Oh, okay, so Rogel Dorn would be a really cool one because, it, exactly, he would be the father you needed, not the father you wanted. Just like, look at the books of the Siege of Terror, the first book, The Solar War, how he addresses Sigismund for not pretty much committing suicide and attacking the traitors when he had an opportunity to, even though it would have meant certain death, he said, you are no son of mine. To his fucking first captain, the man who was able to wound a fucking fulgrim. Like, that's that's huge. Yeah. It's, yeah, he, he did him he did him dirty, but at the same time, he's like, okay, well, you're still my first captain. Go do what you need to do. I, I love how our three are completely he different. He wasn't going to dress him down. He wasn't going to dress him down in front of the boys. Exactly. So I, I love how our three Primarchs we would like to have be our dad are completely a hundred percent different. I know you're top. Uh, you you might you might. So my first one is actually going to probably yeah, surprise uh, you. Night Hunter. Oh, the Night Hunter's up there. He's my he's my second choice. But my first one, if I could pick any Primarch to be oh, my Angron. No, absolutely not. Angron would be a terrible dad. He would just kill you. He wouldn't give a shit about you. I mean, yeah. yeah. You got a one in ten with Purdy. <laughs> God. See, Angron would be a one in ten on a regular basis if you can't take over a world in a fucking, uh, in a, in a 31 hours, because that's, that's the long. Yeah. No, no, it's 31 hours. So if you couldn't do it in 31 hours, he would fucking decimate his entire legion every single time. So just the fact that, you know, they'd have to survive that many fucking times. And then, you know, his random outbursts on top of that, like, he would be a terrible one to pick as your daddy. Just like Logar. Logar and all his religiousness, he'd probably try to touch you. I wouldn't want that. <laughs> He's like, this, this is what this is what God Daddy wanted. This is what we do, and I couldn't be Alpha Legion because I can't keep a fucking secret. I wouldn't want to be Bobby G's boy because I hate logistics. I smell Bobby G's. <laughs> oh, the con, the con is up there for the you. The con is up there for me because I I want to go fast. I want to go fast. So the con, Jagged Icon, I think would be. He's actually my yeah, third choice. About all of those guys, he cared uh, so much about all his dudes. Are you gonna say Vulcan? No. Okay. So this is going to surprise you because of the hatred between my one and two, but the dark, the lion, I would like Lionel Johnson. I would be a dark angel one because I love his, the CIA. I I love his backstory Two, I love parts of their legion. I love their legion before the heresy. I love, like, you know, right as they crack. Yeah, if I was to join Lion's Legion, I would have been a follower of uh, <laughs> of the one who subtracted. I would have been a dark, I would have been a fallen angel. I would have I would have followed Jesus. the one. Yeah, I would. I, I'm more of a heretic. I don't know what to say. I, I'm one of those guys where it's just like, the Emperor's a dickhead. <laughs> I'm going to say that right now. Yeah. Fuck the Golden mm-hmm. Throne. Hey. I get it. It's just uh, like, hey, Thunder Warriors, what's up? <laughs> Let me betray all out, of you. Uh, shout, out, shout out the future Conrad. Dude, oh my god, yeah. So if I have a boy, I'm going to try to name him Conrad. <laughs> I think you can do it. I think you can work I mean, in there. It's, it's a good name, and it means loyalty. 
and like you know dramatic so that all right well you know what i mean was the imp loyal to kurz are are we gonna are we gonna make that because he wasn't see that's the thing is the imp the imp is always one of those guys in the imperium like he's a terrible dad like all these primarchs did a lot for him a lot for him and what loyalty did he show them he showed favor yeah, he only showed favor in such weird ways. Like, he showed Martarian the fucking webway, and what good did that do? You know, <laughs> like, why would you trust him with that knowledge, not fucking Magnus? Like, hey, dude, come here. This is why I need you to not send me psychic messages. Like, how hard would that have been? You know, how hard would that have been to say to him? Well, I mean, it, it wouldn't, but then, you know, there goes his plan. But that's the thing is if you think plan, bro. it had to be because if you look at it, all of the primarchs that were on the opposite up. side, they either had a direct loyalist mirror image like Korax and Kurz, one for the other, Perturabo and Dorn, almost mirror images of each other in so many respects. And then you look and at the degeneration. Well, not all of them. Kurz uh, had oh, hair. Fulgrim had hair. See, Fulgrim was not a planned no traitor because uh, Fulgrim and the Khan, their planets got switched. So Jagatai Khan was supposed to go to Fulgrim's world and Fulgrim was supposed to go to Jagatai's world. How mm. a pretty boy would have survived the planes? <laughs> don't get me started yeah, on I that. Don't, I don't I don't think that would have worked. Do you, do you really believe they were switched? Because I don't think so. Yeah, they, it's, they, it's they said so in there. made to the planets they ended up on. It's said there multiple times that they were switched. So that makes me almost feel like the Primarchs were chameleons. Like once they landed on a planet, they just adopted their surroundings. They just adapted to it. That makes me like, what, like Russ growing teeth and fucking, uh, you know, yeah, Kurz being albino. But at the same time, it also doesn't work because look at their legions before. Like, a good example, the Night Lords, the fucking Knights children, all those kids who were born in prison who never saw the light of day. And then Nostromo, that fit too well. <laughs> or Korax, same thing, pretty much. Yeah. So it's one of those things where it's like, it can go back and forth. And the lore is Did so old. Korax and Kurz? I mean, I mean, the cooker bounds. We got to talk about that. There, it's. I, I think it's a hybrid of both. So the space sharks. I'm pretty sure it's a mixture of Conrad's gene seed and Korax's gene seed. Because I would you like know, to believe Sevatar was the the first captain <sighs> master. I would like to believe that too. Even if, like, there were two chapter masters because they say that it's a raven guard guy who's also who's like you know the the dude who they're like referencing all the time because he got sent off because he was an earthborn fucking raven guard and korax wasn't about the the earthborn one so he like sent him off on a crusade a oh korax was kind of an asshole so if those two were like you know co-captains that would i, I would be down with that too i just want to see yeah, i just want to know what the fuck happened to sevatar even if he died a shit death i just want to know so that leads me into the witcher series that is going to become the warhammer 40k series so what timeline do you think that they're going to adopt for this? Are we going straight into the Horus heresy? Are we going into current times? Is he going to be fucking Gilliman brought back from the dead by Big Titty Eldar? Like, what is the story here? Like, where the fuck is this going to pick up? Okay. Well, first, I would love to see Cavill as Bobby G. Well, that's because you're a big Bobby G boy. Yes. Because that was the first Primarch book you read, too. Like, spoiler so the first one there's always gonna be a special place for your heart unless the first primark book you read was fucking logars because that book sucked ass 
I'm angry about that. I read I read that fucking book and I hated every page of it. It was like something happened. I I I should. You're right. It was terrible. So when Logar got bent over that guy's knee, all eight foot of him. Right. It's just like you could kill this man like so easily, Logar. Like, why are you putting up with this bullshit? Because he's Logar. Yeah, he's Uh, just so I'm just like realistically, I mean, he could pull off the stoic, you know. He's not. He doesn't have to be too big in the personality, right? And and right now, since he's the only Primarch still there, everything kind of revolves around him. So if you're gonna bring Cavill in, like you might as well, you know, it's the lead role. That, so that's what it is right if now. If we're gonna start in that time, so if they're gonna start there, right before the sense. devastation of Ball, you know what I'm looking most forward to is I'm looking forward to Cavill having a conversation. With the Emperor. Dante? No, with the Emperor. Because remember, at this point, the Emperor is like a husk of a man. He's kept alive oh, by the yeah, sacrifice yeah. of Psykers. Personalities. And see, the, the funny thing about that is, when in the books, when Gilliman spoke to the Emperor, there was like no love in the Emperor's voice. He treated Gilliman yeah. like a like a tool, like Ooh. a tool of war. Because like, he says it straight you, up. He's you got a son, think, not yeah. a son, tool. My exactly. greatest tool. Well, that's the one thing, too, is, like, he's been fighting demons for 10,000 years. A lot of his, like, well, you could even debate he's never human to begin with, but what part of humanity he might have might have been fucking stripped away from, like, keeping literal hell at bay sitting on that fucking golden throne portal. So, I don't know if he has any love for the Primarchs, if they were always tools, or if he does love the Primarchs, and... That's just been stripped away from him because of what he's been forced to do. See, there's a really interesting part during the Horsey where he's questioned more. Um, he not not the emperor per I mean, se, but his second. The Primarchs. Why would he let? Uh, why would he let Kurz degenerate like that? Why would he let Perturabo fucking dwell in his horrible like you know state with his vengeance and his hatred towards his brother? There's a lot of questions no, no, like that. All he needed was an attaboy. That's all he needed. That's all he needed. That's really all he, he needed. Great. But you know, when when the M found Purdy, he's like, hey, I need you. You're the only one who can put up with this. I need you to be my Lord of Iron. I need you to not to break. And Purdy broke. So I'm surprised the M was not able to see that. So oh, I'm blanking. What's the name of the M second in command? The old man with the fucking psych Malkador. So Malkador is questioned during the horse heresy by one of the Primarchs who's loyal. I forgot who it was exactly. I think it was maybe even the con. He was like, Hey, why didn't you just make us fucking robots? If you wanted us all to act a certain way and do a certain thing. And Malkador said yeah. robots would have been easier, but they have also would have been less enjoyable. So that tells me that the emperor does have love for the primarchs or, or he just or he takes joy in seeing them fuck he's up just a fucking sadistic bastard he really is because Both okay this could be true at the same time you can't tell me that he's going to write like okay emperor's perfect goal the entire universe all aliens are dead humanity reigning supreme once that happens do you really think he's gonna keep the night lords around no because they represent every single thing that he does not want to be in the new Imperium. They're going to be the new Thunder Warriors. So, like, you know, when Kurz stood up and said, you will never wear the Aquila. You will never be a son of the Emperor. <laughs> like, how many other legions would that have happened to? I mean, that's a hard the question. Exactly. The world eaters would have been gone. 
I mean, maybe in a perfect scenario, the Purdy could have retired to building because that's what he wanted to do. You allegedly. know, I'm surprised the Amp didn't just be like, "Hey, <laughs> why don't we? You campaign, and then when you ca- yeah, when you come back from campaigning, I'll let you build something. I'll let you draw something nice." I mean, what the fuck is Purdy doing now? He's like out in the eye of terror just drawing shit. He's just drawing. He's creating shit he's never going to build. It's like, what's the point, bro? Yeah, he is so sad. Just like Logar's in a a tower hiding from Korax, like crying because he's going to get his fucking ass kicked one day. But we'll touch back on that. How he survived, how he survived taking a Titan just straight to the face of the, the, the biggest melter cannon twice. Right. Jeez. Well, Magnus also know, took a fucking. Uh, he took a beating. He, Magnus, no, even before Russ, Magnus took an Eldari Titan shot to the fucking face during uh, the Sons of Prospero. That book where he's actually got a Russ contingent with him, and, uh, like Space Wolf contingents, like rolling with him to make sure he doesn't yeah. do anything sketch. Because this I need, was, I need to read that one. That was a good one. That was an absolute good one. <laughs> so, but yeah, like the power scaling sometimes is pretty fucked. Yeah, it's it's just plot armor. And then another thing with 40k is there's a big issue with so many hands are in so many pots. There's so many authors. So that's why it'd be cool if they just whittled it down. Like, it feels like they kind of did to a few people. Like, to be like, hey, Aaron Nemsky, you write for fucking Night Lords and you write for Blood Angels and that's it. (laughs) And then just, you know, go down the line and be like, you guys all meet. he, He did the Blood Angels pretty well. Aaron Dembski bowed, and he probably has, like, my favorite portrayal of Sanguinius. Oh, he... When he, like, corners the con and talks to the con in the con's novel, and even the con melts and opens up, the most probably, like, you know, isolated by choice Primark... Because the con wants yeah. to be isolated. He's not fucking shunned like Purdy or fucking Kurz. What did, what did they say? They said he makes it a virtue to be uh, mysterious or something. Yeah, well, because like that's the, that's the whole thing about the con. Like, every Primarch has their fucking trait. And the con says he's the wild card. Nobody really knows what the con's going to do. And, like, that's his biggest attribute. That's his biggest gift. And that's what even what the Emperor says. Like, remember when that Remembrancer is asking, like, what the fuck is the deal with the con? I can't get anything out of him. The, <laughs> the Emperor's like, that's the fucking point, bro. Like, they didn't even know if the con was going to stay loyal. And the con was actually... He was the only one who actually took a fucking stance. It was just like, I want to know both sides before I just start shooting motherfuckers. Like, remember when the Space Wolves were getting fucking their shit pushed in by the Alpha Legion and they asked for the fucking White Scars to help, and the White Scars were like, like, hey, yo, help us. And he was like, but why, though? He's just like, I don't know what the fuck's going on. I would have used my Baltimore voice, but I don't want this podcast to get fucking banned. For oh, yellow man. face. So, to, to a little backstory for those of you who don't know, there's a lot of Warhammer 40k creators out there. Uh, some of them take stances of being as offensive as, as offensive as possible. I'm not going to yeah, name names. Kill. Yeah, Major Kill. And then Voldemort, who does great work, great narrative work, a lot of like fan-made short stories, but he voiced Jagatai Khan with like the most cartoonish Asian voice, and he's not of that descent. It sounds pretty bad. It's just like, oh, man. Yeah. Like, it's, it's hard to watch, Voldemort. It was, like, it was like Hitler kicking a baby. Oh, yes, around uh, actually around that. So when if if he's going to play Gilliman in that time frame and he's going to talk to the emperor, 
I want to know how they're going to portray the emperor. What I would love to see is I would love to see while he's talking to a mechanical dead inside emperor, he gets flashbacks to what the emperor was and used to be that loving father because he was always loving to Gilliman. So it'd be cool to see him as that to Gilliman. I mean, he's not gonna, but that would be cool. But but, but in the like, show, they could totally do when that. I pictured the emperor like slumped, wired up, and all that. I just thought like McConaughey and Dallas Buyers when he's just having that mental breakdown. Oh yeah, uh, that that's exactly. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's like it's not all right, all right, all right. See, the only problem with starting at that point in the timeline is since this is an Amazon show. So yeah, they're trying to appeal to the Warhammer 40k fan base, but they're also trying to appeal to people who don't know shit about the Warhammer 40k universe. So starting from that point in the timeline would make sense, but it'd be very hard to get across everything that's fucking happened and the 18 legions and the two that are missing and all the other shit in between and who the fuck the Tyranids are. There's a lot to add into that. Yeah, it's it's a it's such a vast, vast world to build up. I think the best way to probably go about it is start with Gilliman wakes up, goes to see the Emperor. They kind of show, you know, they kind of show you like how fucked up everything is. Right. And as he's going to talk to the Emperor, you know, because like he, it's not a face to face conversation. They go to like some psychic realm because you know the Emperor is the strongest psychic that ever lived. Right. So once they do that. Then they can like start flat, start going backwards, so they can go back to where you know the scattering. Oh yes, be a good place to pick up because it's not necessarily a retcon, but now you don't have to go back. You when you go forward, you don't have to explain like, oh, this is the this is the emperor, this is Malgazor, this is the mother, blah blah blah. So like how cool when they're picking them up. Would that be as if it starts with Fulgrim, a demon elevated Fulgrim slicing Gilliman's throat? And his men like dragging him away, and ultramarines jumping on that snake son of a bitch to keep him at bay. As the other ones drag him and put him in that fucking stasis chamber, that's would that would be an epic start. As you know, right there on the Horus Heresy, that and just show opening. everybody. That could be the opening, like a cold open, and then it cuts to like whatever their theme music is going to be, and then it shows them waking up. We go into that, then we go to the, how they were created, and then the scattering. And because you can dedicate, I don't know if they want to dedicate a whole episode. That would be fucking what eighteen episodes. So if I can, if I got my way, planets real fast. I would love to see every single legion, and I know they'll never do this just because of time. But I would love yeah. to see every single legion get a season and just Ooh. flesh them the fuck out. Give them everything. And you know what the cool thing is? They talked to Games Workshop. They bought the rights from Games Workshop. They have the approval. They have Games Workshop working on this. The guy, Henry Cavill, he lost money. He's losing money on this project. He is doing this because he wants to do this. So it's going to be good. Just because he's a fan of the universe. He loves the universe. So if something is shit. He talks about 40K interviews that are completely unrelated. He walked away from The Witcher yeah. because they were moving away from source material. So him yeah, in I this is perfect. The source material, and he's like, "No, I love these books. I love the games, and this isn't either of that." And you're mocking the content, right? Walk. 
So he's not, in my personal view, not going to shit on the source material just because of his personal thing. Like, Superman, who wants to be fucking Superman when you could be the super smurf Bobby G? I mean, he gets the flaming sword. It's pretty cool. Oh, the sword of the emperor. So we got to talk a little bit about the sword of the emperor. So a lot of people are going to have problems with demons when it comes to the Warhammer 40k universe because you can kill a demon, but it's going to come back. The only way to fully kill them so they don't come back is to either kill them with something like an emperor touch weapon, like the spirit uh, of the emperor. Right. Yeah, well, the, well, you can banish them. But banishing them doesn't really... You have to kill them with a yeah, certain it weapon. It doesn't give them the true death. Because, like, look at the Grey Knights when they were able to fuck Angron off of Armageddon. They banished him, and he's back. Or look true. at look at Fulgrim when he got the big boom from the virus bomb from our fucking boy. Oh, my God. Rylan. He came back. Yeah, Ryan or fucking blew his ass up, and he Rylan came back a few... Ancient of right. Oh, God. So I, You know what would be cool? Is to see not only every single Primarch get fleshed out, but also the notable fucking characters. Like, how cool would it be to be like, you know what? Fuck the Emperor's Children. I hate the Emperor's Children. And to see an entire season of them... And what they went through of losing all of their guys down to just 200 and then just seeing them rebuild and then seeing them fall. Like, you know, those ones that stayed loyal that were part of that initial well, that 200. His fall, you know, yes, he, he had all that jealousy and animosity because he didn't have a legion. Yes. And they kind of low key shit on him for it. But oh, like, yeah, he built it back up. They gave him then, shit like, constantly. Hours, he gets that fucking the lair sword. Yes. From those snakes who are having an orgy. Exactly. Well, the, that's his pride. Pride in fucking circumstance was was Fulgrim's biggest weakness. Like he was just the pretty boy who was given an unpretty situation. He made it work, and he was really good at what he did. Like he beat Ferris Manus, his chosen brother, in so many war games to the point where Ferris was pissed. Like he got Ferris like literally shaking in so many fucking moments that you know that he just couldn't best his fucking peacock quote unquote, and just Fulcrum was always in people's yeah. face with that because he I think part of it was because he had a weaker legion. That's why when Jagatai was yeah, just like, yeah, I could beat you in a one v one because you just won't shut the fuck up. I know everything about you. <laughs> yeah, the cause like, I will make you eat your sword. And then Sanguinius, like, hey, whoa, wait, that's uh, right. Well, he was—he he brought up a great point. He's just like, I know everything about you, but you never listen. You don't know anything about me, which is hundred percent right. Yeah, like, like, I'm down to your, the way you decorate your shit. Like, he went in on him. Like, even Jagatai, like, not only is he the wild card, but he also has the ability to turn into fucking the wind. When you can oh, move so fast, seen, you make orcs not want to fight. That's crazy to me. <laughs> when you can make orcs not want to fight you, what the fuck is happening? Yeah, because they're all about it. And then for those of you that don't know, orcs are space mushrooms, essentially. And exactly. They only live to fight. Like, fighting is all they do. They love to fight. And when they That's die, what? they release spores. The enemy, the better. Yeah, they don't. That's why they're a mushroom. When they die, they release spores, and those spores turn into more orcs. And so if you have an orc invasion on your home planet, even if you're able to, you know, kill that invasion, they're going to be there. 
So you literally have to go around like your planet with flamethrowers and just fucking try to burn up anywhere you think spores might be hiding because they're going to come back. Get there fast and firebomb it. Right? It's like fucking termites. (laughs) Exterminatus. Fuck this place. Is this planet valuable? No. Exterminatus. See, this is the thing that I don't fucking understand. The Inquisition. Another thing. People that are just listening and you're not too sure about the 40k universe when they blow up planets it is really kind of inconsequential because there are so many like Bobby G has Ultramar there's 500 worlds just in Ultramar yes so this is a vast vast like when they have to world build this it is enormous and they're able to like see that's that's the thing is it makes it unconsequential, and I think that's why the fucking Inquisition is so quick with Exterminatus. But that's the thing I don't fucking get. Okay, as so fast as they're letting Exterminatus is out, they can become consequential. They want every single planet possible to use to use against chaos. Well, that just. I mean, realistically, just from the raw resources, but when you're burning up 10,000 psychers a day to feed the Astronomicon, yes. you kind of need people. That's your, that's your capital. And you're just blowing up billions and billions and billions. People are a finite resource. And granted, like, the thing I don't like about the Inquisition is the Emperor hates religion. He hated it. That was his whole point of the imperial truth is there's no gods, which was a fucking lie. <laughs> there's only science and math. He was a fucking god. Well, well, he, well, yeah, you could say well, he, he was a budding god. A, yeah, if he was not already a god, he has now become a god. Because and of I, it. I just love the irony that uh, he's like, gods aren't real, but we're going to go on this crusade. You, you know what would have been... They're a heretic. What would have been a really good starting point for this series? Imagine Logar invading and being like, I made you a god and you destroyed everything I loved because I said you were a god and now you are one. Or have it start with the destruction of Monarchia and Bobby G and fucking Logar getting into it fucking the emperor making all of those guys take a knee and Logar being like you just made them all take a knee and you're telling me you don't have god powers and when we say made them he psychically made them bow yes like just and he wasn't there he was there essentially in spirit like his centurions were there but he was not physically there yeah yeah he he astro projected his image in front of these legions and he telekinetically forced them to bow. They did not just willingly bow. He made them. He used godlike powers while claiming he was not a god after he just destroyed their city. Yeah, it, it's just insane. It's one of those things where it's like, okay, if the Ep has the power to make every single space marine like incontrollably take a knee, why the fuck wasn't he doing that during the Siege of Terra? <laughs> You know, he could have been like, hey, I'm going to make them take a knee. Just chop them up, boys. Well, I think it was probably the sheer amount of demons he was holding back. So, yeah, that that's true. But he could have even been like, hey, Mark, hey, fucking Malkador, sit on this throne for a minute. Like what he did when he went to go fight Horus. Yeah. It's like, I'm going to go get a beer, Malkador, sit on this throne. 
Are we going to start? Okay, let's start. I just don't think, like, it went down like Horus killed the Emperor. No. Horus was already mortally wounded. Like, he was essentially dead. I think he was dead. So, Horus okay. Horus was gone. The thing that is also kind of an interesting point is, uh, okay. Abaddon says it. The Black Rage, when Blood Angels, when they're in when they're in combat, sometimes they reach a point where they cannot come back from. And it is said that they are looking through the eyes of Sanguinius as he fought Horus. So what the fuck was the Black Rage before that battle took place? Were they seeing into sure. the future? But were they fighting something uh, that they couldn't make out? Because Blood Angels do have foresight. Well, correct. Okay. Sanguinius has foresight. Was reading... What was it? What was it? Hold on. I got to look up the book, but they were talking about it. I'll tell you right now which book it was. It was Darkness in the Blood. Okay. They were talking about it, and uh, Mephiston, he's losing control of his power. Like, he's getting, becoming too powerful, and they kind of throw him in a stasis. And uh, so basically the only way to save him is for him to become Primaris. And as he be- becomes That's because Primaris, they wanted to sell Primaris models of Mephiston. <laughs> well, true. I mean, I don't... Luckily, I just got the, the lore crack. I don't do the tabletop crack. Right. So, so they're well, not getting my money. It's a lot that. cheaper going that route. But, you know, all these major characters... They're going to continue to turn them into primaries because they want to resell the models. So that's what 40K is. It's 40, 40K is... Exactly. It's, that's why they just released fucking Angron, the Angron model. It's all about build-up and release because they want to sell things with the tabletop because the tabletops are a big point of money. Well, yeah, it's a business, so I understand. Yeah. I mean, I, pl- I played Hero Clicks for so many years. I probably have like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars just sitting in the garage with Hero Clicks. So I get it. I understand. But uh, so back to Darkness and the Blood, he dies. He dies on the table as they're trying to turn him into a Primaris. And he ends up speaking with Sanguinius. Yeah. So Sanguinius is the Red Angel. And there's the, the Golden Angel, which is also like an avatar of Sanguinius. But then there's the, the Dark Angel, the, the Black Angel. And they say those two angels have been at war since ever. So the Black Rage is the Black Angel. Like, that's how it manifests within the bloodlines. So yes. it just has always been, always has been for some reason. So, I mean, the Black Rage has just always been. So yes, because Sanguinius was witness killing one of his own guys by Horus, and he begged Horus, pleaded Horus not to tell the Emperor, because the missing Primarchs, the second and the eleventh, the forgotten and the purged, have to be defective. We are thought, we are led to believe that one of them went traitor, and then repented and was blocked away, and the other one was killed for some reason, whether it be a defect or falling to chaos before anyone knew what the fuck chaos was. Hard to say, but Sanguinius did not want to fall into that category because he was scared. He had the wings already, so he's already a mutant. Exactly, and I think that's why Perrabo destroyed his homeworld. Is because he was afraid that because they wanted to rebel because they didn't want to be part of the fucking Imperium. 
I think he destroyed it because he was afraid that the emperor was going to do the same to him. And I would even make the same thing about Kurz. Is Kurz, okay, so Kurz's legion was being filled with people from the Stromo. The Stromo is all a bunch of rapists and fucking criminals and shit, because that, like, the population had a 99% crime rate. He brought it down to zero, and then he left, and then it fucking reverted back to that. Shocking. But even when he made it zero, the people that were coming into his legion were still fucking ex-murderers and rapists. So it's like, I think he did that because he thought the emperor was going to see that as a failure. Yeah, so, and he just truly hated become hated what his legion was becoming. But he did nothing he to prevent like it. The worst of the worst. He didn't put anybody in charge to do that. And granted, there were some assholes yeah, in his legion that saw it coming, like the painted count who died ho- hilariously uh, uh, on oh, Terra. That was amazing. Picked up a demon oh, sword and thought he was the shit, and a blood angel's captain took him out, an unnamed blood angel's captain. And then the sword turned mean. off. I forgot his name, but it was an epic moment. <laughs> I hope they show that because fuck that guy. I hate the painted count. I hope yeah, he does. Like, you think you could beat me in the painted count? I have this demon sword. The demon's like, peace like, out. <laughs> like, Look at you all broken. That's of, my power. Out of all the night lords, he's the one I fucking can't stand. Um, there's another one from the he's omnibus, but so I'm not going to. F- yeah, he's such a high mighty dick. And you know what I want to see? I want to see the Siege of Terra, and I want to see the 11th Legion fucking jetpack on that wall, and I want Lucarius to look down and fucking proclaim <laughs> the 11th was the first. The wall. <laughs> right? And I want every scene with him, he has to say it. It's obligatory. Yeah, it would be hilarious. And that would be such a nod to the people that read the books. Uh, but, but, the War Sage wasn't in the Dreadnought yet. The War Sage was still alive and well. That's where he was wounded, was on the Siege of Terra. Well, I was saying, like, the 10,000 years later, he's like, we get it, dude. <laughs> you had jetpacks. How could you not be the first well, ones on the wall? The Night Lord's Omnibus was the most popular omnibus, so I'm expecting, if it does go to the heresy, to see a nod to the people that love that book. But, you know what also would well, be... Omnibus was just... 10 10. You know what else would be a really cool starting place? The fucking Empire, the Secundus. Imagine Secundus, where, you know, Ooh, Lion, Gilliman, Sanguinius, not knowing the Emperor's alive, and then getting to see things play out like Alexis Pollux and his fucking friend from the Iron Warriors that like stopped everything fucking Conrad's epic talk with Sanguinius I want to see that as a cinematic moment so much and like, I, want them to, I want to see their reactions when Kurt's like hey uh, <laughs> you know he's not dead right he's alive <laughs> well he doesn't say it directly he's like Ooh. they're like the emperor is dead and like is he and they're like oh he's like come oh, on you fuckers fuck. like you didn't take a second to think that like, oh, maybe we should verify our dad's like, dead. Everything. <laughs> so another interesting thing. So the Saint, the, the Blood Angels, their Primarch has foresight, but it doesn't seem like any of their sons have received foresight. It seems like the only thing that they like inherited from their father was the Black Rage. So I think I don't know if that was totally intended by the Emperor because it's just like, why would he want to give? A bunch, a legion he knew that was a discard throwaway legion in his eyes after they've served their purpose. Why would he want to give them the power to see the future to potentially 
know that, you know? True. Plus, <clears throat> I mean, the only Night Lords that had it was Talos, right? Well, Talos to the best degree. Other ones had it, but not to that level. Mm. That's why he was known as okay. the Oracle. So, the prophet. But that's another crazy thing. He's like, all the other, all the other, fuck, we'll, we'll such on him and his sad tale, but all the other Chaos Legions, except for the Iron Warriors, because he didn't need to get one last ding on the fucking fists on the Iron Cage. All the other ones fucking bounced, except for, you know, technically Alpha Legion, but nobody knows what the fuck they are. But the fucking Night Lord's like, yeah, we're going to hey, we're gonna kick it on Sigwelsa. You can come fuck with us if you want to. It's like, you guys are like the smallest Legion at this point, other than the Alpha Legion. And everybody was like, you're cool over there. We're going to leave you the fuck alone. But then all of Bobby G's descendants, you know, all yeah, like... Then, then they came. They, they, they came in force. They came as a legion. So that's the thing about Bobby G and his, his fucking playing with the Codex. Breaking up legions into a thousand men chapters to keep anyone from having that much power. Then why the I fuck? At the time it made sense. At the time, At the time it makes sense. Around it, but, like, okay, the Dark Angels... By. I mean, Dark- the Constitution gets amendments... Rarely. The Codex needs amending. True. But but the Dark Angels, all the Dark Angels, they all still work as a legion. They're like, hey, the Fallen are over yeah. here. Fuck whatever you're doing. And they just bounce. And same with the Bobby G in this instance. where they are like, hey, we're coming as a legion. The Fuck these Templars boys. Are essentially a legion. Yes. Well, space that's because they straight up said, because the Space Wolves can't have successor chapters because the Helix can't accept it. See, that's why I think it's weird that they're able to do Primaris. It's like, okay, so your fucking Helix is able to go overgo this change, but it won't overgo a, a secondary? That's kind of strange. Right. Oh, how cool would it be to see Bjorn the Fell handed in a live action scenario on Horus's ship? Oh, Dragon um, rest out. Oh. Imagine if that's how it starts with Lehman Rush drag plunging the spear of the Emperor into Horus, and fucking from Bjorn's perspective, and seeing that conversation, like this, this has potential to be Game of Thrones on steroids in space with so many more epic this, weapons. There's, there's so many, there's so many, so many good starting places. But I really like your idea of each legion getting their own season. Oh, it'd be so would epic! Be such a massive project. Would it be impossible? Would it be impossible? It's nothing is impossible. Filming and, locations and doing them all simultaneously. Oh, that would be. And Bezos has the money. And Bezos, oh, like, yeah, okay. he definitely has the money. Forty k is kinda a like, billion dollar industry. Like Gates Workshop. Yeah, kind of like James Cameron. I mean, he waited forever to do the sequels, but like all those other movies are ready now, right? So like, could they, could they simultaneously film the Legions, and then once they're done filming that, then they go into the Heresy. Exactly. See, there's just so many routes they can go. They could even flesh out one of the missing chapters because they have the okay from Games Workshop. So how cool would that be to say, hey? Dude, he's, he's locked up in the Emperor's basement. Here's the second. But that's the 11th. We don't know shit about the second. How cool would it be to be like, here's the second Legion? And guess what? He's the third head of the snake for the Alphas. How sick would that be to be like, if they were just like, oh yeah, it's the Primarch, whatever the fuck. Give him some random name. Like, who? 
and then just seeing him be like, oh my god, I don't recognize that armor. He's the second! Like, just having that, like, fucking, like, aha moment. How cool would that be as a fan of the of Wolf 40k to see that? Dude, like, what if you, what if, like, did you see, like, panning up, and then on the pauldron, you see the Hydra? That would be epic too. That would be sick. That would be epic. Oh, there's so many good things they can do. There are so many good things they can do, but, but they need to, to cast to it properly. There has to be, because there's three heads to the snake. And Alpha Legion is so into that secretive. Or maybe the third member of the Alpha Legion has always been part of the Alpha Legion. Maybe he's leading the Alpha Legion currently. Only we only we knew about Omiya and, and and like know. fucking Alpharius. Maybe we Alpharius. don't know about that other one. Yeah. So yeah, dude, Alpharius. Imagine the it's starting. The Emperor kept them on world, though. See, Alpharius was the first found Primarch, but that was the thing. He's like, "Yo, my secret, secret asshole guy. You're my, you're my psyops man." Squirrel. Right? How how cool would that be to have the season start with Dorn slicing through Amigon with the two-handed chainsword? Mm. It's like it's forty k. Well, did, did it's grim dark. Did he slice through Omega? Yeah, he, he fucking he cut off his hands. Oh, that's the big question. Fucking head off. He he cut off his hands first, and then he cut off his head. He tanked a spear shot with an Eldari spear. Well, I think it's an Eldari weapon. That fucking Alfarius and Omega. I believe so. Crap. Yeah. So he tanks that he, shit. He used it as an opening to get close. There went your hand, sucker. So we're we're talking about all these all these potentials. Oh, it's so good. When it's sitting there and he feels his hands go ice cold. Yeah. Then he feels like the go across his neck. That was amazing, right? Epic. So how cool would it be if one of the if the other one of the three headed was a centurion? Like, what if it was one of the M's bodyguards? Like, what if it's somebody embedded in another legion? What if it's a first captain that's been a sleeper agent this whole time? You know what I mean? It's probably not going to happen, but, like, how crazy would it be if it was, like... Because who's closer to the Emperor than the Custodes? What if he's in Custodes' ranks? Exactly. He's a Primarch, but he's just there. That would be epic. See, there's been hints of that. There's been hints of that. A Primarch somehow? Well, you know, I mean, Primarchs are made in labs. Who's to say that Call didn't overstep? Like, who's to say Call doesn't have a secret room where he's cloning the Primarchs, just like fucking the the Third Legion and the Spider, you know? Fabius Bile. Who's to say that Call is not doing the same shit? I he's mean, already using Traitor Prime. He's really real? He, he, he probably is. You know, he already is using Trader Gene Seed against everybody's will to make new chapters. And you know what? They're very obvious, too. So far, like, so good. the Fulgrim one, they all have white hair. They're all pretty boys. And they use the term Phoenix for everything. What's going to happen when Bobby G comes across a purple legion called the Phoenixes? What, what the fuck is he going to say then? He's going to be like, uh, call? <laughs> what the fuck? Can you explain this? Yeah, can you explain this shit? <laughs> They're going to have to go to Maury and do the who's the dad fucking paternity test. I mean, everybody knows. I mean, everybody knows. Let's be real. Like, like we were talking about in the beginning. I mean, who's to say he didn't make up the Carcharodons out of Korax's gene seed and curses? I mean, we've already seen that with the hybrids. Like in the Iron Warriors, they use 
Dorn Gene Seed and Purdy Gene Seed to make that one guy who was the war stage, I mean, the, the warp stage or whatever the fuck they call their, like, main guys, you know, the one that fucking attacked Ultramar and did all that warp. shit to Bobby G. Warp Smith warp or some something. shit? Yeah. Warp Smith, yeah. It's a weird fucking term. It's just like, you guys are all Greek. Why didn't you use a Greek term? Like, why'd you have to go all weird? No, like, can we just talk about Purdy getting the shittiest power? Everyone has got always, like, cool shit, and Purdy's like, yeah, he I can just see... The asshole of hell. I can just see the Eye of Terror all the time, and then when I try to talk to my brothers about it, they look at me like I farted. <laughs> That's... That's an incredibly terrible power. I probably would have gone to the app, like, "Hey, man, like, what, what is this gonna do for me? Like, like, what's the point of this? What is this doing besides trauma? <laughs> this is horrible. Why?" <laughs> he's just meanwhile, like, "Oh, Bobby." Meanwhile, Bobby G, the warp comes down around him. He's chilling. I, I bet the app would have just been works. like, "I did it for lulls." <laughs> I did it for the fucking good fuck nerd kicked over you. I did it for fun. <laughs> for some ratios. Yeah, braids some bullshit like that. Like, thanks, Dad. <laughs> I'm gonna go plant some heresy. I'll be back. <laughs> oh, people are fucking weird, dude. Like the the whole yeah, thing. Pretty, 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 pretty filthy. Fuck Abaddon. I'm gonna say that right now. I hate Abaddon. He is just such a whiny... Abaddon sucks, okay? The Emperor saved Abaddon's life. Like, straight up saved his life. Yeah, oh, what was it? They were fighting the Oryx. I forget what world it was. Well, that was the the big fight where the Emp showed up himself. It was just like, we gotta throw down. (laughs) And, like, the Emp's, like, you know, doing his shit. And Abaddon gets saved by the Emperor. Abaddon... Picked him up. Hey, you good as a cow? He's like, yeah, I'm good. He's like, dude, you're fucking dying. Go take a seat. Him and his stupid top knot. I hate his plot I armor. Think that's, I think that's what bothers you more than No, what bothers me the most is in the books when he's fighting people he should not beat. And he is clearly should die, like when Sigismund fucking impales him, or that fight in the Solar War against Jagatai Khan's son, and the Khan, his son's just fucking him up, and then he turns off the gravity and he kills him with some bullshit. It's like, come on, like, so much yeah. plot armor. It's like, or, if he was just Khan a badass was, and just beat people outright, that would be one thing. Shibin Khan. It was, it was, it was one, I, I, I forget yeah. his name. He, he was just, he was just working, I'm giving him the business, and all of a sudden, Abaddon's like, oh, it's like anime oh, reference. It was like Bleach, the guy with the like the rose petal things, where the rose petals turn into blades. Like this guy was kicking Abaddon's ass yeah. with like that kind of ability, and then he's just like, oh, I can just turn off the the fucking gravity. Oh, I'm Abaddon. This <laughs> is I don't know, just the Black Legion and Horus's Legion. It's hard to be fans of them because they're so goddamn arrogant. And everything they do, even Horus, like when he first meets Lehman Russ, and he's just like, I'm your superior kind of thing. And fucking Russ is just like, well, I'm going to pretend to be a savage. That's the guy from Bleach. Yes. That was going to bother me, bro. I know. I know. He's like, I was found first. I'm better than you. No, you're not. You're bald. (laughs) You're bald. Fuck you, Mr. Clean. (laughs) Okay. So where is, I know. I haven't personally read it, but I think we talked about it, that Horace has like a just absolutely fucked up country-ass accent, and oh, sons were embarrassed of it. I would love, yeah, because he he was found on his planet, and he became a ganger, but it, like his accent did not fit 
like his place so like they all kind of looked at him as just like yeah you're you're kind of from here and i was just, we were joking like how funny would it be if you had like a doug dimaphone like, like i'm horace looper <laughs> just running around talking like <laughs> some mixture of alabama and swamp people I'm Horace like, Cat. They all respected him because he I'm became the friend. ganger that took over the planet and all that other shit. So it's just like they respected him from that, right? But if it was one of those things where if they came across on the street, they'd be like, that guy's fucking weird. <laughs> like this accent, I can't place it. Is he from this planet even? I mean, he's like nine foot tall and he's not even two years old. <laughs> he's kind of weird, guys. I don't know if we should hang out with him. <laughs> Fucking horse. Well, I'd rather be his friend than his enemy. So I guess we'll follow this so guy. Can we agree that Horus I think Horus gets bodied by Sanguinius. I know this is a major kill take, but I agree with it. I'm pretty sure Sanguinius, after his fight with Angron and the demon falls of black rage. Falls of the black rage. He fucking bodies Horus, but he's very hurt, and the Emperor runs in seeing Sanguinius on the ground like he's dying, and he goes to comfort Sanguinius. He's like, you've done it, my son, and then Sanguinius fucking rage attacks him, balls the fuck out of him. Dorn runs in. At that point, he's just a wounded animal. I'm pretty sure Dorn runs in and kills Sanguinius. Oh, man. And that's why the longest second... most loved brother. Right? Right, and that's why the longest segment means so much more to Dorn, and that's why he chases Purdy into the iron cage. Is not only because he's he feels guilt for not being there on time, but he's also enraged that he had to kill his favorite brother. Like, imagine that much more weight. Crazy, Sanguinius was everyone's favorite brother. Why wasn't he the war master? Because nobody would fall. Pull them all together. Well. He says that in, when he meets Jagatai Khan, he even says, when Jagatai Khan's like, I'm a hard guy to get to like, he's like, have you met the Lord of Iron? <laughs> so St. Quinius definitely had favorites, which is interesting because he did not say the Lord of Death, which tells me that St. Quinius felt a connection to Kurz more than he did for Perturabo, which you even see in St. In Sekundus, when Kurz comes up to him and like fucking... Sanguinius sees two potentials of Curse killing him and him or him killing Curse. And Curse is like, I just want to talk, dude. I just want to talk to you. Can we just talk as brothers one last time? It's funny because Curse says that to two so, different Primarchs. He says that to the lion and he says that to Sanguinius. So that. I knew he was dying. Man. I want to know. Did he have the same conversation with Bobby G? Because I know he has a fucking one on one Bobby G's mom and Bobby G's mom pretty much calls him a broken piece of shit. And then he, like, He's like, you're right, and he bounces. It's just like, yeah, he could have flayed the shit out of Bobby G's mom and pissed Bobby G up. But I also think it was jealousy because he never had anybody. Like, he grew up on a planet alone, and Bobby G, like so many other Primarchs, had family, and he had nobody. So I think part of that was, like, guilt and sadness and the regret that he never had that. So, I th- yeah, see, I'm really hoping when they flesh out certain Primarchs that they, if they ever, if they decide to do it, that they actually don't just make them dumb evil. Because if they if they wanted to, they could just be like, Angron, bad. Kerr's bad. And it's like, there's so many things that you're ignoring. There's layers to that. Yeah, there's so many. I mean, even in the books, they don't do too much justice for Angron. <sighs> well, recently, they kind of did. I mean, I mean he, more so recently, but 
it is just so hard to flesh out something that it, it's hard he to is what he is because he is just straight not rage fault, but it's just it's the nails his whole character is the nails well now it is but he was meant to be a healer like when he's on his planet with the gladiators he's like healing them and comforting them with his like aura and the nails got rid of that aura so everything he was meant to be was taken from the minute it was and i'm sure the emperor knew that so why did the emperor just let him die on the fucking planet why did he why did he why didn't he intervene with the legion like okay angron's introduction into the war hounds soon to be war eaters was horrible because he just picked them off of the planet it was like oh yeah you know your chosen family fuck them here's your new legion i don't really care what you do with them if he would have as we speak but if he would have teleported those warhounds to the planet and they were to kill the High Riders of Nysaria next to Angron, Angron would have been like, who the fuck are these guys? Why couldn't they be elevated like uh, like the OG Space Wolves? Right? Like, but like, were, There were a lot of humans in there, but they just were augmented because they were too old to become actual see, Stardies. This is a great example of why you don't have too many kids because the emperor well, spent so fucking over it yeah after fucking having drinking contests with lehman russ after having dragon wrestling contests with vulcan he's just like you know what i'm just gonna show up and i'm gonna be there on the week i'm a weekend dad fuck you you're my son this is your guys i need you to go do this all right fuck off yeah, like every other legion got to be like, oh, you know, people from your planet who you like, you can integrate them into your legion, like the fucking Dark Angels or even fucking Morty's squad with fucking Pestis. That turned out great. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> yeah, Typhus. He's like, yeah, you can bring your friends. Fuck it. Why not? The more the merrier. We'll, we'll make them space marines, except for fucking some of them that are too old. But hey, we'll, we'll try. Yeah, at that point. Was like Angron like the last one he found because he did not get. He was one of the last ones. He might have even been the last one. I don't remember the exact order of like which they were found. It's just like, it's just like when he showed up to Curse's planet. He was like, "Hey, we're gonna strut." I just pictured him walking down the streets of Nostrava with the fucking peachy song. I can tell by the way I used to talk. I'm a wolf man, no time. Like blinding people, like literally blinding people with his gold armor. Just fucking dancing, like, you know, doing little spin yeah, moves and pointing. Literally no sunlight. He's like, look at me. I'm a god and made of light. Blinding people for people. life. <laughs> there were people that were there that got blinded, but when in their blindness, they still see his glowing image. That's how bright he was to them. Can you just imagine him that's walking down the streets and then doing like a spin move and then two finger guns at somebody? He's like, ah, oh, my eyes! And he just keeps going. <laughs> I'm the emperor. It's like Johnny Bravo. I'm the emperor, baby. (laughs) Just keep walking. Give him that hoo-ha. Right? (laughs) What the fuck is happening here, dude? (laughs) And there's Curtis like, who's this Jagoff? Well, right right as he sees him, right as he sees him, he gets those pictures of everybody like their fates like hey ferris manis you're gonna get beheaded <laughs> oh you're gonna turn into a snake man <laughs> oh dorn you're gonna die on a ship surrounded by a bunch of people oh so new spoiler warning dorn is uh alive oh it's confirmed well there's a lot of rumors and um these same rumors in the same rumor mill was the one that pretty much said that 
<laughs> pretty much called everything. The same people that said Angeron was coming back, the same group that said that fucking Gilliman was coming back, the same group that said Lionel Johnson or Vulcan will be the next one to return. They're saying that Dorn's alive. And you know what? From a model perspective, that makes a lot of sense because Games Workshop doesn't want to kill too many Primarchs because they want to sell the fucking models. <laughs> Imagine that. Is it going to be with all the fucking traitor Primarchs coming back? That's going to be epic, though, because you know it's going to be a stalemate. Because they're gonna just, they're just gonna be endlessly clashing, and right, then so check this out. They'll probably kill one or two. So true. I mean, Vulcan's still kicking around, but check this out. He's hiding. He's over it. Yeah, dude. He fucking his spirit is broken. He's like, I just wanted but, to uh, hang out with people, and you made me kill everything. You dick. <laughs> right? like, I still love you though, but I'm gonna go. <laughs> like, I hate you the Imperium. I'm, that needs a hug. Right. I hope he returns to Armageddon to fucking you bitch know, slap anger on. I want him to return, but it's grim dark, bro. He's gonna come back and he's gonna be broken. Like he's not gonna be the same. Yeah, you know, he's not. So I want I want a Yarick book. I wanna know how he dies because there's a spoiler warning that uh Angron on Angris on Angron's necklace of skulls, there is a skull on there. That has the same cyber eye eye as Yarick on the same side. And then in the model picture of Angron, he is surrounded by orcs. So that's telling me that Glasgow Dothraka... Glasgow's getting revenge for his boy. Is he's going to declare a war, a war... Or it's pretty much a like wow. a jihad. He's gonna pretty that's pretty much the same thing for orcs. He's gonna declare a war on Angron, and that's gonna be epic because that'll be like Dude, imagine how stoked the Imperium's gonna be. Like like oh god, these fucking orcs again, and then they're like working on the same side. Like imagine that a fucking orc looking at a fucking Imperial Guardsman like for Yarrick and then charging at Angron like how sick would that be if I'm the Imperial I'm just dropping them weapons <laughs> here you go here you go you want a chainsword a on them. <laughs> proxy war it's Ukraine all over again oh my god <laughs> oh my gosh oh my god so who would yeah, you it's gonna be an amazing book who would you like to see play the prime marks if we were if we're blessed to even see the prime marks like i know you already said you want to see the witcher as bobby g but who else yeah, so i would love cavill as bobby g oh that would be sad. i know well i think the best vulcan that ever could have been would have been michael clark duncan that would have been amazing Ooh, that would have been sick Rest but you know we'll probably get like the rock or some bullshit ah, not. i'm so sick He's of seeing him yeah or Terry Crews. The only reason I say that is because they're probably going to be like, who's fucking, who fits the profile and is very popular? Who, who, is, who is gigantic and charismatic and also black? Terry Crews. You know what? You know what? Oh, God. I don't know his name. You know who I just thought of? Um, have you seen the, the trailer for uh, the new Creed movie? Oh, he would be great. Not You're Michael right. Michael B. Jordan, the guy he's fighting. Oh, I don't remember his name. I don't, I don't either, but I don't know. Michael B. might be alright, but the guy he's fighting, I, I feel like he would be good. So who's going to be the Emperor? Matthew McConaughey. I could see. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. You know what would be best? 
if it's not one person that's the emperor because all the primarchs and everybody that looks on him sees him differently different faces so that would be that's uh, that's touching back i was going to say this so every season that i propose of a legion every time that primarch encounters the emperor it's a different person yeah because they all uh, see him differently Jonathan majors is the guy's name interesting yeah. Jonathan majors for vulcan so okay yeah, everybody sees him differently and then like even when they describe him they say he's like he looks like um, just a normal man but he looks like every man I'm like that's not helpful who would you have play Horus oh that is so it's a hard cool. one it's a hard one Stanley Tucci Stanley Tucci <laughs> Jesus that'd be hilarious <laughs> after he's tasted Italy you want Stanley Tucci I'm gonna say Hank from Breaking Bad. I think Hank from Breaking Bad would make a really good arrogant war master. I would love him as Perturabo, though. He see that's the thing is he could be either or he'd, he'd fit the role very yeah. well as either. I would love him as Perturabo, but my thing is okay. I know Horace is a big great character, but the thing I hate about him is you're always told how great he is, but you're never shown. Well, the and thing is, like, back in the day when honest, the lore was so fresh, Horus was the only Primarch initially that they introduced. Really? And then they were like, oh shit, this is becoming a thing, so they fleshed out all these other Primarchs. So it was just said that it was only Horus. And then they built this lore as the, as the story progresses, Games Workshop got bigger and the tabletop got bigger. That's why it's, like, built that way, because Horus was it. And then they're like, oh shit, we need more because like the story needs to be expanded. So that's when all these other guys came into play. I feel like whoever plays Horus is going to come out of left field. It's going to be like when... It could uh, be a no-name. was cast as a Joker. Oh. Like, nobody thought he was going to... You know what I mean? Heath like, Ledger would have been so casting. good for so many of these roles. Dude, I'm telling you. So good. But my thing with Horus is I don't... I want it to be kind of like how it is in the books where... Abaddon overtakes him, man. Even, yeah. Even halfway through the heresy, people are going to Abaddon. Well, Abaddon, so, if you think about it, Abaddon's been leading the Black Legion a lot longer than Horus ever led the fucking Lunar Wolves or he, Sons of Horus. Horus was alive. Exactly. 10,000 years. Yeah. So it's a long-ass time. Horus? Horus? I, I like, I like Statham. Uh, Statham would be good. Even for Abaddon, like Statham Abaddon would be good too. for... Yeah, he'd be good for Abs, too. You're right. It's just, uh, it would be interesting to see so many of these characters actually portrayed. I like him better for, for, for Abaddon because he's more brash and arrogant. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm fucking, dude, I'm pretty sure he's like, I'm, I'm just picturing him with a top guy, knot and I'm just getting angry. <laughs> it's like, oh, that top yeah, knot, I hate it. Weird. So have you watched House of the Dragon from uh, HBO? I refuse. So Damon, the character in there, I think he'd make an amazing Fulgrim because he's pretty much playing Fulgrim in House of the Dragon. He's kind of like, you know, he can fight. He's all that, but he's kind of flamboyant uh, and he's very selfish. What's his name? Matt something. I'm terrible with names. I'm just going to say Damon. <laughs> yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. Uh, he was also in Doctor Who, but he, yeah, he's a great actor. You know who would make a very, very, very interesting choice for for Ferris Manus? Ooh, that's difficult. Jesse Pinkman from Breaking Bad. Angry, 
rash, brilliant, dead immediately. <laughs> dead immediately. The Rock would also be funny because <laughs> I want to see The Rock get decapitated. <laughs> yeah, just show me that little montage where they're making each other's weapons and then boop, there's your head. Got there's your head done. Done forever. That would actually be a perfect scene because it could be like brotherhood and then be like the next scene betrayal or some dumb shit that they probably will do. I want to see the drop site massacre. I want to see them come over that ridge thinking like, oh, reinforcements and then just getting opened up on. Yeah, now you're getting it from both sides. Can you imagine if that's how they start Istvan? Like that OG fucking Namor haircut. (laughs) Right? Can you imagine if that's how it fucking starts? Is Istvan them like you know a bunch of loyalist Marines just wounded and limping coming over the ridge and then just getting imagine all the relief they must feel and then they get fired on. Imagine them yelling out like brothers, we need you, and then just being like that weird silence, and then just hearing weapons cock, and then being like, oh no, and then. Dude, that'll be like uh, like in Braveheart when he puts up the flag for the signal and then they just take off. See, that's... 10,000 times more. But it almost feels like they need build-up to that because that's such an amazing, yeah. epic, important I don't think scene. You can appreciate the level of betrayal and despair if you don't get it fleshed out. Because then it's just like, oh, these assholes. But because you don't get like, that was their brother. The thing about the 40K book universe is it makes you feel things. It makes you care. It makes, like, they're not just people that just, I it's not like the Clone Wars. I care about the Night Lords. It, see, like, I'm, I'm a fan, I'm a son of the eighth because of those books, man. It's one of those things where it's like, it's not like Star Wars, where you just don't give a shit about anybody. Like, is there anybody in the Star Wars cinematic universe you give a shit about other than maybe the Mandalorian? I, I bro. Other than Baby Yoda and the Mandalorian, I haven't even watched the last four films they, they're all the same dude just yeah oh no a giant ball that's gonna destroy planets we yeah it's it's just rinse and repeat repeat and rinse, it's just repeat, rinse, repeat. this is star wars meets game of thrones not redundant and not shit yeah and writing is just getting better and better and better oh it's just fleshing all these things out and all these planets out so that's a cool thing too is the terror series has been so good oh it's so good just that scene where magnus the red breaks into the palace saves people from getting crushed so he still gives a shit about humans and he still gives a shit that's still part of him he goes to the emperor with the initial thought that he was going to kill him and then he is given a chance at redemption and he denies it for the love of his sons that are already dying. That's character yeah, depth. I mean, he gave up his eye to try to save them, which was so stupid because it's just like, okay, they're dying from this crazy, like, fucking unknown ability and this random guy you saw on the warp offered you, you know, give me your eye and I'll maybe, like, you just for said yes. the smartest man in the universe, he makes some pretty dumb decisions. <sighs> well, to be fair, most really smart people are not that street smart. Like, think of every single Navy nuke you ever met. <laughs> smart as shit, yeah, but dumb as yeah. shit at the same time. They nuked everything. So, I think Magnus the Red would be amazingly played by Cumberbatch. You know, that dude who was fucking uh, Sherlock Holmes. Oh, strange. He'd be so good. Yeah. So, Angron. Who's Angron? 
Who is Ingram? He, oh, he'd be a fun he, character. He's the guy that wasn't actually like a good actor. Oh, <laughs> there's, there's so many of those. <laughs> he no, it's a very specific person. I think he was like in Hunger Games, and then they try to like make him a movie star after that role. Oh, out. I know who you're talking about. I forget his name though. He's kind of a beefier dude. Like he's a big dude, and like so, he plays like the angry role pretty good. I have a very controversial pick for Logar. Logar. I want to see. Do you? Did you see Fury? Yeah. I want to see Shia LaBeouf reprise his role as Church or Bible. I forget what the fuck they called him in that movie as Logar Bald. I don't hate it. And I want to see Angron. I'm very intrigued. I want to see Angron as the Punisher from the Netflix series. I think he would make a really. I think he would make a great Angron. He would also make a really good Savitar. Or Kurz even. Oh, yeah. But Kurz I have I have casted already in my head. So Kurz is will is fucking Joaquin Phoenix. He's got the oh, hair from yeah. the Joker. I think oh, he yeah. would make such a good Kurz. And that's why I think Bernathal, the Punisher, would make such a good Sevatar because you'd have that yin and the yang. You'd have that fucking crazy. I would almost like Bernthal better as Karn. Oh, Karn would also be amazing. Depth. Because I I think like he'll be wasted. But are we going to get to see that depth? Are they going to introduce the Argyle Tall Karn relationship? Because that relationship is amazing. Beautiful writing. I think that alone could be a movie. Or even the Alexis Pollux. Like that, that could be a fucking movie in its own. So goddamn sad. Like that's one of those ones where you just, you feel it. You're like Jesus. It hits, and it's just like it's sad. I was like, "What? What? Thanks, bro." I, That's what I'm doing today. I'm crying. I can be bummed out. I'm not gonna touch oh, on Alpha good. Legion. You're, you're like Omegon and Alpharius because they're just so complicated. They could literally be fucking well, anybody. <laughs> hear me out. Johnny Sins. <laughs> Love it. Love it. <laughs> Johnny Sins as Omegon. And Alpharius and all the Alpha Legion. They just do them like Clone Wars. So I know that you want to have the Witcher be Gilliman. I want him as Dorn. I think he's a much better fit for Dorn. But Dorn's just so MIA in this new era. Oh, which is so upsetting. But that's if we're looking at... The, yeah, that's, so He's supposed to be coming back from what you he, said. He could be. He so. really could be. Okay, um, Jagatai Khan. Who's the Who's the great Khan? The great Khan. Oh, what was his name? I just had it. I just had it. He was in uh, he was in the Last Samurai. Tom Cruise. No, no, no. Uh, Tom fucking Cruise. Hiroyuki Sonata. Ooh, that would be good. He was the one with the red armor. I mean, that's the one we want. But we'll probably end up with fucking Jason Momoa. <laughs> As the con? <laughs> yes. Come on, man. Yes. Absolutely well, him. <laughs> it'll it'll sell. Jason Momoa's in everything now. Oh man. I I hate to say it, but that's probably what we'll get. That's probably what we'll fucking get. 
But you know what? I, w- I really want to see Adam Driver as Korax. Would be amazing. He would also be a good Sevatar. You know what? As Dorn, I would love Josh Brolin. Brolin? Interesting. Yeah, Thanos. I would actually, that would fit for Horus. That would fit for Perturabo. That would fit for fucking just about any. I, I could even see him as the Emperor. So who the fuck is gonna play? Who's Malkador? Malkador needs to be in the series. Oh, he would make such a good Malkador. That oh, that would be so good. That is the best pick for Malkador. Like, I can just picture him playing fucking regicide with the Emperor, talking about like you know the the fucking the siege of Terra. How epic that would be, dude! It would be so amazing. Who plays Russ? Yeah, I would. I'd love that. Like, if I could pick, if I could pick, handpick one role like that, that would be, that would be so good. Like, yeah. I, I, I can see it. I can see it now. So good. That would be yeah. So goddamn epic. Who's your Russ though? Who's my what? Who's your Lehman Russ? What about Lee Shriver? That could be sick. That could be really sick, actually. I would, yeah. I, I would love to see that. Okay, who haven't we done already? We haven't done Sanguinius, and we haven't done Ferris Manus. We're Give not gonna, out. we're not Give touching on Alpha Legion or the Eleventh and the Second because we don't know shit about them. What about Elijah Wood as Logar? Ooh, that could be good too. Elijah could like pull that. it. But, okay, how about this? How about Angron? Oh, no, not Angron. Tom Hardy. Tom Hardy for Angron would be good. But what about, you know, Lord of the Rings series? Aragon yeah. as the lion. Or Sean Bean as the lion. One of those two. Ooh. Because think Ooh, about it. Morgenson? Ooh, yes. That could also work. Because, like, thinking about, like, that nightly, like, who's been in night movies that really fits that? And those guys just come to mind. Yeah, that's nice. Uh, Ed Screen, you watched the Game of Thrones, the original Dario? Yes. But what about Sanguinius? Who do we get to play the Hawk Boy? That's the one I'm struggling with. That such a huge role. You cannot fuck that up. It's too important to fuck up. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Jason Momoa. I'm gonna say Danny DeVito. <laughs> <laughs> the rage. Can you imagine Danny DeVito? The rage. The rage with his ass cheeks hanging out of the fucking. Mirror. I'm turning into the green bastard. <laughs> Oh my god, so funny, so fucking good. Uh, yeah, I would love to see. Hey, we're, gonna to, we're gonna have to put a pin in that. It's a hard one, but we might. So I do like Hayden Christian as Mortarian, though. I just have this overwhelming feeling that the series is gonna start with the fall of Cadia. I had this horrible oh, suspicion right away, huh? that we're gonna see that Blackstone Fortress break the crust of Cadia. We're going to watch the guard 
fucking fighting through the explosions. The guard fell before the earth did. And it's going to be so... Before Katie did, it's going to be so shitty to see that happen in real life because like I don't know I've been I've been I've been a fan of 40k for a very long time Imperial Guard was one of the lores I liked the most that was the first army I ever bought and painted so to see Katie because the book made me emotional I hated hearing about it I hated what happened to Creed I hope he's a fucking trinket in the collector's thing because that means he might yeah, come back and come and scoop him up he did I'm hoping Trazen also scooped up Savitar I'm hoping Trazen has all the people we fucking love that just disappeared. But we don't know that. So I, as much as I want to see it. Like in that Rick and Morty episode I, in the Menagerie. I don't want to see Katie fall for personal reasons because it's going to suck for me. Like the books are hard yeah, enough. Uh, but physically seeing yeah, it go is going to blow. sharing that book with me, by the way. What can I say? I continually give you books that are so good, but so sad. Like Uzas, bummers, man. Like, dude, <laughs> love the bummers. I do. It's the inner Portuguese in me. We just love feeling things, dude. Uzas is unredemption at the end of the Night Lord's omnibus when you realize oh. that he's a good, solid dude. Innocent. That everything was bullshit. That everything just happened to him. That was so sad to see and so sad to hear. And I loved it. <laughs> as much as I hated it, I loved it at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I loved it. It, 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 oh, it, was, when, when it was just Zal rough. Died, Zal. What? When Zal died? Oh. I was going to live, man. But you know what? If you're going to die, taking out an Ultramar, or, well, technically he wasn't an Ultramar, and he was a Knight's Aaron or some other side, side chapter successor yeah, of Gilliman. champion. Killing that dude with a thunder hammer the way he did it that was amazing that was such an epic scene and then just telling him before he did it i'm gonna take your you know helmet I, and i'm gonna give it to my slaves as a chamber pot so they can shit so they can shit in it see that's just the night lord's thing is they know they can kill you and they're gonna make you feel terrible about it like when those blood angels in the first book got into their ship and they're like, we can't see them. And then Talos is like, and that is why you'll die. And they fell from the ceiling right on top of them like fucking bats. Or the Dreadnought on Dreadnought fight when the fucking War Sage, or not the War Sage, but the, you know, the guy they brought back, the War Sage was just like, oh, I got to kill you again, you piece of shit. You twice? <laughs> you didn't fucking learn? <laughs> or I, when I, I, the I, War Sage wakes up and he immediately auto cannons that dude. That was so good. I hate the always fuck up my favorite loyalist legions. Like, I, they just, for oh. some reason, just always give it to the fucking Blood Angels and the Ultramarines. Well, because those are the two ones that are just everywhere. See, I love when the War Sage wakes yeah. up in the Dreadnought and he's just pissed. And then he sees that one. He has no background knowledge. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. He sees that one Terminator guy, like, killing those dudes or fighting those dudes. He's like, I'm just going to kill this guy. Screw him. <laughs> Okay, I, I have thought of my Sanguinius. Who's your Sanguinius? Jamie Camel Bauer. Interesting. I would never have thought of that. Yeah, he was in uh, Mortal Instruments. And I guess lately he was, the, he was the monster in Stranger Things. I mean, he's in makeup in that. But 
I think he's a pretty but good still, actor. But still, like, the chops to be able to play such a huge character, like, I mean, think about it. Sanguinius is, like, the most why, vocal, the most loved. Sanguinius would be too big for him. I think he'd be good for it. Hawkboy is a beloved... See, that's the thing, is no matter who you cast in these roles... Someone's going to be unhappy. Someone's going to be unhappy and someone's going to be pissed. And it sucks because it's like... This lore is so old. on on Yennefer in The Witcher. I thought she was amazing. She was great. People... Especially for lore... Lore that's been around for 30 plus years like Warhammer. There are people who have built up so much around it. People who have invested thousands of dollars on the models. Spent countless hours painting and playing... People have ideas of these legions. They've made these yeah. legions their own. Like my night lords, or it's going to be different than the night lords that are going to be portrayed, and that's okay. Right. And then another thing is with the books is you know even if you listen to it, how you picture Talos looks and how I picture how Talos looks could be two wildly different things. Exactly. And it, it's just so subjective, but I mean, like my Sevatar is going to be different from your Sevatar, a hundred percent. Yeah, like oh. I picture Sevatar as like tall, lanky, long hair. Can you imagine if they actually that scene where Sevatar oh, locks his girl. boots on that fucking Thunderhawk? And gets transported to the Dark Angels flagship, and he's just hacking and slashing through the Dark Angels to get to his fucking gene father. And then he sees them fighting like a picturesque, like, you know, going at it. How cool would that be to actually see on the screen? It would... It would be amazing, man. Like, I, it, there's just so much, and it is so vast and so deep. Like, right. And the thing that sucks is my favorite legion is probably going to be the only legion that's not going to be portrayed very much, <laughs> other than Alpha I mean, Legion. How many, how many times can you show him skinning people? Well, you know, not just that, but just like their dark comedy because they're fucking hilarious too. Like oh, no other yeah, legion has the comedy. Exciting. Like I would be totally okay as if it's just randomly like a fucking night lord shows up and says something stupid and then they just fuck off. <laughs> I would be okay with that. I love it. Do the little box conversations when like important meetings are happening? Right. Right, or like they used to do this thing where you would go to a ship and to talk, you'd have to put like a war trinket on the thing, so there'd just be all these skulls and like alien weapons and shit. Be like, I could just picture Savitar be like, "This is a fucking mess. I don't know who's turning this to talk. You guys, fuck off." <laughs> just some shit like that. It would be normal. Oh, you know, it'd be crazy to see like actually done. Oh, what did they call that room? Like towards the end, when Kurz was just like the. This, at the end, and he yes, has a screaming wall. The living is the screaming gallery. Yeah, the screaming gallery. There we go. Where the that would be fucking intense. Patched together with people's faces, and they're kept alive, and it's just screaming it's and wailing. So like even like Talos and the other night were like, bro, this is fucking bro. You wild. went too far. Okay, so desensitized to it. It's like, bro, you're mad at Bill because Bill's a murderer. Like, look at this fucking room, dude. <laughs> Sevatar's like, you, you people I killed before I was a starting. Right? Like, this shit's crazy, bro. <laughs> you, you need to tone it back a little bit. Oh, man. Uh, I would, there's so many the characters. I thought he was, like, talking to them, too. Can when, you? When he was talking to the body strung up in his room. 
I have this feeling that they're going to make the second and 11th. I think they're going to make them females. And I'm okay with that. I don't know. I just have a feeling that they're going to try to do something to like introduce. I wonder if they would make them blanks. <sighs> Maybe. That would be weird. Like, like there's so many there's so many things that they can do. I'm surprised the Sister of Silences don't have a fucking Primark. Who's to say they didn't? It's exactly. Exactly. For all we know, the Sisters of Silence are fucking... They're naturally de- blank, so they're hard to remember as it is. And then when you have Malkador wipe you on top of that? Right. Right. <laughs> like, the 2nd and 11th must have had a major impact for fucking Dorn and Gilliman both to fucking beg Malkador to wipe their brains of that. Like that just that must have been that must have hurt bad for them. For them to go to that I level. Mean, that's setting a pretty Or for Malkador to fork and force choke Horus out over it. <laughs> like, don't say their names. <laughs> okay, so check that out. Just like you said, like he almost killed Horus, like Malkador. So you tell me the Emperor couldn't just while Malkador was on the seat, like See, Look that's why. And you're going to try and tell me that he loved Horus so much. He well, the lore says that he was trying to fucking... He would. He didn't go in there just to fight Horus. He was trying to, like, bring him back, trying Dude, to talk to him. he killed Ferris? Like, well, Fulgrim well, killed I mean, Ferris. He didn't kill Ferris. He was responsible for Ferris. He was responsible for all the traitors. But, the, like, but the Emperor even says during the game of Regicide with Malkador, it's like, oh, Ferris Manus, I should do something about that. Like, you could just bring him back. See, that's the thing about the Emperor is the Emperor has it. He made these guys in test tubes that he has him leading the Legion of the Damned. That's that's a weird. Yeah, that's a kind of a weird topic because they just show up and they're like force farts like they're there, but they're not there. So it's like how, what the Legion of the Damned represents and what they do. Like, yeah, I would love to see. I would love to see a Legion of the Damned show up on Fulgrim's doorstep and a fucking Legion of the Damned, skull-faced Ferris taking that goddamn hammer to Fulcrum's goddamn face. That would be so cool. But I don't think we're ever going to see that. As cool as that would be. Maybe we'll see it in the show. Maybe we'll see that in a book sometime down the road. I just know that there's a lot of potential. Like, we've been talking about this shit for almost two hours and we haven't even scratched the surface. It's so much. It's, It's hard to put 40k in a box it's hard to pick a timeline it's hard to even pick what characters you're going to represent because there's so fucking many of them that's why this show is going to be so hard but at the same time so rewarding or at the same time so disappointing because there's just so many routes they can go and no matter what route they go you know somebody's going to be pissed like, imagine if they have, I'm Horace Lupercal. If they actually pick that voice, someone's going to be like a fanatic Black Legion fan. They're going to be upset. And he's back. Yeah. Yo, I was okay. just saying how no matter what sure they what do, oh, you just disconnect. Not a big deal. No matter what they do, someone's going to be upset with it. Like, imagine if they actually went with the, I'm Horace Lupercal. Somebody would have been like, what the fuck? That's not my Black Legion. <laughs> like... <laughs> Not my Horus. Right? There's just so many routes and so many characters. Like, it's so deep. But they could literally pick almost any starting spot. But for brevity and for the sake of getting everybody on the same page, the people who love 40k and the people who hate 40k, or the people who are, like, indifferent and don't know shit about it, 
they almost have to start at the Horus Heresy to describe everything because they can't just be like, yeah, this is Gilliman and uh, yeah, some shit went down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's kind of what he does and he loves the color you blue. Show him at a fucking desk just doing all the administration work. Yeah, it's just him fucking. It's just him filing paperwork the whole goddamn time. I'm Gilliman, and I'm the fucking paper pusher of the emperor. Supply lines don't supply themselves. Bullets don't fly without supply, you know. <laughs> laughing at its own fucking joke and shit. And be like, I'm gonna need you to, to stop. Is, like, no portray him, like just really enjoying it. But you know, all the military guys who are in supply be like, yeah, they all get like they fucking tats and shit. If He's sitting happened. there with a just giant abacus. Oh my god, I that'd be so fucking funny. They have to, they have to poke fun at him and his like legislative, like logistical bullshit. Like no matter who they pick for that role, you know they have to have a scene where he's just like, let me crunch the numbers. <laughs> He puts on one of those fucking H&R block hats and starts fucking doing taxes. He's like, in fact, you owe us. Not only have I seen that Horace Lupercal is heretical, but he's also fraudulent on his tax (laughs) tax return. And that is something I cannot overlook. This cannot be forgiven, Horace. (laughs) Heresy averted. (laughs) Way to go, kill him! Yeah, you saved the day. Nobody else is gonna get him the island. <laughs> right? Oh my god! Can you imagine that? They fucking fly out to the Eye of Terror and they find each individual. It's like you, sir. I wanted. They, they lock up Horus on tax evasion. That would be fucking so funny. The Al Capone him. <laughs> but like, the Emperor's ability, like, like we were talking about how there's always a good for I think a bad. He a lot. He does underplay like, his in ability. Some instances, you see him do some just wild, crazy godlike stuff. And then, like, there was no reason that orc should have been able to pick him up and put him in a compromise position. Like, he had to think, happen. I think he so did that. Like, he'd be like, Horta saved me. He's the war master. I'm going to go fuck off the Terra. Exactly. He builds up his his chosen sons for certain things and I think he also did that to give Horus a little bit of like hey I could kill the emperor I killed the guy who was about to kill the emperor so why couldn't I kill the emperor why couldn't I lead the fucking why couldn't I do it I think that was all the plan of seed and I'm pretty sure most of the primarchs that went heretical were gonna die like why else would Perturabo become a demon he denied Nurgle. He denied the gifts of Nurgle. He could have been Nurgle's chosen person. Mortarian was not not fucking Nurgle's first choice. Oh my god. It was Perturabo. And Perturabo straight up says, fuck you, Nurgle. I am not going that route. Dude, you know how scary Nurgle blessed Iron Warriors would be? Horrifying. It would have sucked for everybody. Like that that's all they needed, really. Like So why geez. would somebody who is so anti-demon, why would they do the Iron Cage, collect a shit ton of fist gene seed to barter for demon elevation? If he's so into killing the Imperium of Man, why not stay at the Siege of Terra? Because he was the only one truly giving a shit. 
Once he left, it all fell apart. Yeah. So why would he leave to do that? I think he was dying and he knew his clock was very limited. So he's like, I need to go and I need to set up this fucking trap because I need Gene Seed if I'm going to become a demon, if I'm going to live. I think it was all self-preservation. I didn't think it had anything to do it's with picking up his pieces and going home. a barter for it. Yes, I think that was kind of bullshit too. But I think he also, like, if he was straight up like, hey, I'll be a demon, they'd be like, oh, you are a pawn now. He went chaos undivided. So that means he's not a slave to any particular chaos god. He's not like Rotarian who has to jump. I give you this, you give me boon, I don't answer to you. Yeah, that's why he hasn't done shit in the last, like, 10,000 years after he, like, went, he hasn't done anything. And that's why he's getting into. He's building up his armor, right? He has that fucking. True, but he's crazy fuck off armor now. He's getting into civil wars with other heretical legions, like the the fucking he fought Mortarian because he was trying to unelevate himself potentially, because he was going to the Church of Elevation trying to undemon himself. So I think he made that deal to survive and now he's trying to get out of it. Yeah, can we talk about how Mortarian got real scared of his daddy? Yes. Because Mortarian never wanted to fall. Mortarian Typhus did it. Typhus did it. He got tricked because they all got trapped in the fucking warp. Mortarian had this fucking issue because the Imp saved him, didn't let him like fulfill his fucking boner to kill that one dude, and he just never let it go, and it fucking festered, and Mortarian realized... He had the, least re- he had the worst reason to be mad at the Emperor. He had a shitty reason to be mad at the Emperor. Like, okay, let's go over the Traitor Legions. Angron had every reason in the world to hate the Emperor. Fucking Logar had the best reason to hate the Emperor, because the Emperor is a fucking... Yeah, number one. Hypocrite. Hypocrite. Kurz, amazing reason to hate the Emperor, because he knew at the end he and his sons were disposable. Horus, dumb fucking reason. He was dying, and they saved him because he's a fucking Erebus. So, yeah. Horus, dumb reason, self-preservation. That was never even really a question or a problem. Fulgrim. <laughs> Why the fuck? Well, okay, question for Fulgrim. You pick like, up I this... demon snakes fucking... Yeah, you see demon snakes... You get the sword, and then you start having all these weird thoughts and feelings about your brother. Maybe he's really making fun of me. Maybe you uh, like... Maybe, maybe you should put the sword down. Plus, why would you use that ugly dick-shaped sword when you have a fucking flaming sword that your fucking sworn brother made you? Like, why would you trade those weapons out? Angron had a great reason. Well, didn't pretty shatter his human form with that same hammer? That was later, though. That was much later. Well, I mean, much later, but... But that does happen. Yeah, that's that's why Purdy has that hammer now. Magnus the Red... I mean, he never wanted to be a traitor. He fucking pretty much begs for forgiveness in front of the Emperor, and the Emperor's like, oh, you gotta fucking kill your sons, and I'll let you have it. And he's like, I don't want to do that, even though they're pretty much already dead. He's like, dude, just fucking go the fool. Yeah, <laughs> just, just give it up, bro. They're already dead, I mean, bro. If he had, like, fucking five sons left, what's the difference? <laughs> this is also true-ish, yeah. So I don't, I don't understand that play with him. But and then the Alpha Legion, I know some like, oh, they they went heretical because they were trying to keep what the Emperor truly wanted. And it's just like, why the fuck would they just believe some Eldari guy? Like that doesn't make any well, sense I to think me. Alpharius actually went traitor, and Omegon was is still loyalist, and not in that weird. <sighs> They're so confusing, though. They're so like wishy washy. Even at the end of their book. 
even at the end of the Alpha Legion book, they're like, and this could have all been a lie. And you're like, well, fuck me. Why did I read this? Assholes. (laughs) We could have been fucking with you the whole time. Which they probably were. Like, thanks. Thanks for wasting fucking three days of my life, you fucking dicks. (laughs) But yeah, like, most of the traders had... This could have all been a lie. But think about that. I would have been so mad. Like, Purdy. Like, everyone else praise themselves to a chaos god and now they're a slave like Angron's a slave to Karn Fulgrim's a slave to Slaanesh Morty's a slave to Nurgle and fucking Magnus is a slave to Zeech even though Magnus is like half the person he used to be actually fucking Horus is dead as fuck his soul is destroyed fucking Logar is chaos undivided so he doesn't answer to any one god but he just loves all of them because he's a religious idiot and he probably feels bad that he embraced the one emperor to begin with after all this shit happened. So, it's who's left. It's me, but he just really wanted something to worship and believe in. See, that's so why, like, yeah, but he like, fought... Oh, my dad, I guess it's these guys. He, he fought so his bad. adopted dad for the emperor. Because his dad believed in, you know, the fucking four. He believed in the chaos gods. And he was like, I believe in one god. And that one god was the emperor. So he started a holy war, killed his adoptive father, took over that planet. And now he's like, ah, the one is an asshole. (laughs) So it's like, you think there's some regret there. So even more reason to hate the emperor. Even more reason to fucking hate the emp over all of that. So that's why yeah, I also his adopted dad was also not that great. Uh, his adopted dad sucked, but you know what? His adopted dad didn't would never do what the emperor did, <laughs> or maybe he would. I don't know. Or not wrong. So give it enough power, enough time. Who knows? So I the way the why I like Kurz is Kurz saw the writing on the wall because he has the fucking foresight. He was probably like, look, I could either be fucking a slave to these pieces of shit. Or I could be a fucking slave to my dad. I'm fucking surrounded by people who I'm pretty much sworn to destroy. And I'm their dad. And I failed in keeping my own planet safe. So much so I destroyed it. That's why Curse committed suicide. I know, like, oh, he got killed by a hitman. But he let the hitman kill him. So that's suicide. Yeah, there's no way that he could have been outmatched. He's Especially just, since he, he saw dead. him coming. He, he knew dying. he was coming. Yeah. And he was also dying. Like, look at him and his interaction with Lionel because Johnson. Letting he, that hitman kill him it was vindication. Like, every single, like, pr- like loyalist Primarch Curse comes in contact with, they're like, oh man, you look like shit. <laughs> and Curse has, like, person? words for them, too. He's just like, hey, can we talk he for a, a second? Lion, right? Like, yes. Met with the lion, he's like, "What happened to you?" They and met the on Seguelsa. It oh, sounds like he would have been the corpse he, god. Sounds like he would have been like, yeah. It sounds like he would have been like, uh, what's it called? He would have been like Nurgle would have been his patron god. The way he, so, he described how he looked, like he was dying. What other Black legion leaking out of the nose? Right. What other legion Invasive. could have kept the Dark Angels? That most technologically advanced legion, the strongest legion. Who else could have kept them? busy for three years and they had crazy numbers too right yeah way more than the lords so it's like i have a theory is it crazy like hey look the only reason we're meeting right now is because i'm allowing this to happen 
when they that was such a player move, right? They there. walk away and they have a conversation, and Curtis is like, "Yeah, Horace wanted me to try to like get you know, like, you know, to our side or whatever, but that's not gonna happen, obviously." So I think he it's pretty much the same talk he had with Sanguinius when they're like, "Hey, uh, we're like, uh, this last time we're gonna talk as brothers, so let's fucking have a talk." I think Kurz gave him the location of his fleet because think about it, Kurz just destroyed his own planet. Curse doesn't care for his sons because he sees them all as fucking, except for a few like Savitar and Talos. He sees them all as rapists and murderers and whatnot. I think he was like, hey, we're going to be here. Come get us. And then they fight. Fucking Lionel Johnson, king of the backstab, fucking attacks Curse. Or maybe, you know how one of uh, Lion's boys jumps on Curse's back? Maybe he put a tracker yeah. on the back of Curse. Because how else would they have fucking ambushed him like that, you know? Definitely. They couldn't do it for three years. Why would it happen right after that meeting? Where Kurz was about to kill Lionel Johnson, but nobody gives them any credit for that. Yeah, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and say this. I think that Kurz is probably number one, if not top two, in terms of fighting. He's, he's definitely up there. I would put Sanguinius in the con above him, but like, think about it. Like, he's fighting Lionel Johnson, Gilliman, and Sanguinius at some points. Like, he's able to like 1v multiple. Yeah, like Gilliman. That's what, that's what I was saying. And Gilliman fought Logar and a demon elevated fucking Angron. And Kurz is fucking able to split up with him and like two others. Like, what the fuck? No way. Like, there's a lot of interesting yeah. things about Gilliman, that. I mean, yeah, the fights he fights, he loses, but, like, I think he's kind of slept on as a fighter. He, he does his thing. Because in the original lore, when fucking he saves... He's not supposed to be a fighter. True. He's supposed to be the logistical guy. Yeah, but he can still throw hands. Oh, absolutely. They all can. Even Logar can. Kill Logar. Oh, I wish he would. I wish Korax would have just killed him on fucking Istvan. That would have been so cool. Well, think of the plot, man. Think of the plot. <laughs> yeah, tell that to Ferris Manis in his headless body. <laughs> he was not. Well, I mean, okay. The Iron Hands. Let's, let's just be real. They're the most uninteresting Legion out of the initial 20 that we know. Well, the initial 18, because who knows shit about the second and the 11th. The Iron Hands just fucking, we are robots. We are boring. We pray to toasters. Well, <laughs> you know? They, they're just, uh, they're just like Jock Mechanicus. Pretty much. And they're in the Mechanicus's fucking pocket. See, that's the thing is they work so closely with the Mechanicus and they're such good friends with the Mechanicus. Like, how are you going to look at that and say, hey, why not make fucking Ferris Manus again, Call? Can you imagine if Call made a Ferris Manage? Exists. Yeah, because fucking Fabius Bile makes them on the regular for Fulgrim, and Fulgrim tries to turn him to chaos, and every time he tells him to suck his dick, and he beds him again. That must get tired like, for well, fucking Fulgrim. He's like, well, if I do it, will you turn? He's like, no, I meant, you know, metaphorically. And then like, he cuts his head off. Right? It's like, because I'll do it. Because <laughs> Fulgrim's into that. <laughs> I, I've heard yeah. weird things about Fulgrim. you and your Marines. I've heard weird things that you do to your Marines. <laughs> oh, man. Like, I hear you do strange things to your shit. Yeah, I hear you do weird things to your Marines. Fuck it. I love that Jacket's Icon moment. 
The Jagatai is always listening. Jagatai doesn't say a lot, but Jagatai is always there and present he, and he's listening. Observing. And right? then he's just going to savage you. He's so fast, too. I, he, I think Jagatai could take... I mean, he took fucking a demon-elevated Mothman Mortarian on, on Terra. Like, I think, without any help. Like, granted, he got hurt, but who wouldn't? I think Jagatai is top tier. Yeah, but he fucking he bodied the demon elevated more. Yeah, he's up there. He's definitely yeah, top he three. He, he banished him. Sanguinius, yeah. Jagatai are top. Ugh. Angron is too stupid for anger. Angron is too clouded by hatred and the nails to be an effective fighter. Like he's a fucking bull in a china shop against regular people, but against like an actual Primarch, I don't think he's shit. Yeah, Purdy just manhandled him, right? Purdy manhandled him because he denied him melee and he just shot him up. Like that was. Like, I'm just gonna artillery you from range, and then now that you're all beat up, I'm just gonna beat the shit out of you. So, oh my god, I love that part when uh, Gilliman during Plague War, when Gilliman is confronting Mortarion and he's walking into an open field. And he's just like, if, and he's even like, he, you can hear his thought process. He's like, if this was Perturabo, I would not do this because I would get shot to shit. <laughs> Like, yeah, against Perturalo, no. He's like, but I can bait this dude to come out and fight me. Right, right. (laughs) And he's like, hey, I heard you become a bitch these last 10,000 years. And Morty's like, what the fuck did you just say? And then he shows up and like, oh, gross, you're Mothman, disgusting. (laughs) He's like, you're fucking gross. He's like, but I can fly. But then, uh, I I will say that that was a very... Gilliman was doing a good, I mean... Not really. They made Mortarian super... Mortarian put himself on an island. See, this is the thing I fucking hate about Mortarian, is Mortarian wants to see himself as the outsider. He wants to be that guy like a Cursor Korax, where he's just not liked or, you know, talked to by his brothers. Like, he's like Jagatai in that way, but Jagatai wants that. Jagatai and him would have been better friends. But Mortarian is so... Mortarian is convinced that he had the hardest upbringing and he throws it in everyone's face and it's just like you were not anger on bro I would like to speak with you yeah Kurz and Lionel Johnson would like to speak to you <laughs> it's like Mortarian you were literally picked up by the fucking tyrant of the world and made his second in command and then you realize he was a piece of shit so you rebelled him against him like what about that was horrible for you as opposed, as opposed to being growing up in a fucking forest surrounded by chaos-tainted creatures and you had to eat them, or being a dude on a black city where you had to eat fucking criminals, or being a slave forced to fight with your brain literally altered. Like, Mortarian has this fucking victim complex where he puts himself on this island that he doesn't want to be on. And then, when he finally is confronted after being a slave of Nurgle for 10,000 years, when he finally sees another brother who's not fucking tainted by the same bullshit but a different flavor of another Chaos God, he begs Gilliman to join him because he knows he can't just walk away from Nurgle. So he begs Gilliman to join him so that way he can have some kind of kinship, so that way he can have some kind of family, so that way he can feel something. So and when, Maybe you should have fucking joined us when you weren't off fucked up and fly but he did this like, shit because he loved Horus like Mortarian was a big fan of Horus such a problem because with Horus manipulated him and he well, manipulated okay, Perturabo too but this goes back to they show they tell you they never show you that he's so charismatic 
he's this and that. And he he's not very charismatic in the books. Any situations that like like they do it with Sanguinius, I feel like when you read about Sanguinius, like this guy's fucking top tier. He's like the best. He's so charismatic. He and then they show whatever, you. You know, and then they show you. But then when they when it's Horus, they just tell you. Right. Like, no, bro, show me. I can't you can't just say that and then it just is. Like But to backtrack on why Morty ran like a bitch from the Emperor is because when Gilliman <laughs> denied him and then he injected the plagues of Nurgle into Gilliman and he thought he killed Gilliman, he felt terrible because he wanted so badly to be For fucking to join him. He, well, he just wanted some kind of family because Nurgle doesn't give a fuck about him and he knows it. Actually, Typhus is the preferred son of Nurgle at this fucking point. So he just wanted to be like, he wants to go back to the Emperor. You can he tell. He doesn't want to be alone. He doesn't want to be alone. He's fucking like, he's literally a slave and he chose to be a slave and he didn't know it. And then when the Emp shows up, you know what's really funny? it just brings it all home. Like I fucked up. That's why he runs like a child. True. But you know what's really, really funny? Out of all the chaos gods, he had the chaos god that would love him like a son if he was just actually competent. Yeah, that's why Nurgle is so cool with Typhus, because Typhus is like, yeah, I'll like, fucking kill 10 billion guy, people. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> yeah, he's like, this guy gets it. I love this guy. He's, right? This guy is a like, piece of shit like me. We're the same kind of asshole. We're the same flavor of dick. <laughs> but what's funny is he doesn't think he's being a dick. He's like, yeah, everybody wants to have propaganda syphilis and brain cancer. Well, the thing about Nurgle is he's the god of perseverance and he's the god of pestilence and death. So people, people, yeah, exactly. And people who are about to die pray to him. So he saves people who are on the verge of death. And that's why so many love him because it's just like you did it. Like even though they become these fucking tainted, ugly fucking monstrosities, they thank Nurgle and they love it. Whereas fucking, okay. Look at fucking Zeech. Zeech promises you knowledge and all this other shit. And then, like, look at the guy from the fucking, the omnibus. Like, the amazing space combat guy. The fucking picture that was painted of him and his own brain locked in a corner, cowering to a demon. Like, what about Zeech seems appealing? Nothing. None of that. What about Slanesh? Other than, you know, the crazy pleasure and all that other crazy shit. Like the first floor? Top tier. Now you get after that? It's horrible. Horror show. Or a fucking... The worst one would be corn. Because it's just nothing but slaughter. There's nothing there. It's literally the nails, but in God form. So that's why Angron was just like, just destined to be fucking fall in the nails. Well, he didn't even want Angron. He wanted Sanguinius. He did want Sanguinius, but Sanguinius was too fucking loyal and too fucking smart. And Angron was already a mindless... Like, Angron didn't even have a say in falling. Logar sold his soul in combat. Remember, he's fighting Gilliman, and Logar just makes a fucking circle out of chalk. And is just like, hey, Korn, you want this son of a bitch? And Korn just like, hell yeah. And then, yeah, boom. I love, how, I love how Logar tries to paint it all nice. He's like, I'm saving my brother. He's like, your brother is a like, fucking 1v1 in Gilliman, and he'll probably win if you leave him alone. He's really good at fighting. This is all he does. <laughs> well, in the new... I don't know if you read those new books, but... Um, well, 
Gilliman yeah, steps on the skulls of Angron's dead slave friends because they're fighting on Assyria, and he that that sends him over the edge. He's like, "Yeah, just leave him alone, dude. That rage, he'll probably kill him." Yeah, but in it's now it's now canonically he was dying. the The butcher's nails are in fact killing him, and that's so, why the imp didn't take them out is because he knew Angron was gonna fall. In there, they try and make it sound like he did. Like he got with Malkador and they got with, uh, I think it was Call. And they tried to do exploratory surgery and they're like, these are so deeply rooted in his brain. If we remove him, it'll kill him. So he's dying either way. They should have just put him down then. They should have. I mean, his Legion was doing way better off without him, anyways. Right? They should have been like, Karn, you're in charge, bud. Sorry. Just like, okay, after after Kurz was made immobile and he was put in stasis, Sevatar was the only person who could have led the Legion. I'm saying the same thing about Karn. He could have led the Legion. He could have been the World Eaters guy. And he probably would have been great at it. Nobody would have even challenged him for it. Right? It's just one of those, like, there's the first captains, Legions that either have a Primarch that is checked out, they usually have the coolest first fucking captains. Like, Argoltal, so fucking cool from the Word Bears. Logar sucks ass, but Argoltal is so goddamn cool. Well, As, Argoltal wasn't even the first captain, it was Erebus, right? No, Erebus was the first chaplain. Mm, okay. But Argoltal was the first chosen captain, and the thing, cool thing about Argoltal... He was the only space marine to have... He was implanted with the demon, and he was the only one that had a copacetic relationship with that demon where the demon didn't take over. Dude, I, I really enjoyed reading about that. Like, because they, they weren't, like, best friends or anything, but they, it was a... It was a working was, relationship. Yeah. <laughs> it wasn't it was like what we saw in the Omnibus when they the took over. The demon warned him that Erebus was going to be tricked. He's like, kill him now! And then... And then he's like, he's not gonna. And then there was the. That's because Argol Dahl saw his death, and he thought he was meant to die at the hands of Sanguinius. And then when he got stabbed and he was dying, he looked up and he saw a statue of Sanguinius. So he yeah. misrepresented. He misread a vision that was given to him. So instead of dying at the hands of Sanguinius in real life he skin, the statue of Sanguinius. Exactly. So that's just another thing. A foresight is not always perfect. It's so yeah, good though. That, and like that shit sucked. It hurt. Oh, Erebus is such a piece of shit, and I want to see him die, but we'll no, we'll never get to see him die as much as he deserves it because you know we get to see Karn take some revenge, and as he's about to kill him, for some reason he just disappears that's because he's disappeared he is the chosen servant of chaos i mean he made horus fall he made logar fall he fucking helped mortarian fall like he's had a hand in every single fucking person falling and the only ones he didn't were the ones who didn't pledge to shit like perturabo magnus fucking curs i would say the alpha legion but their shit's so fucking muddled who knows but erebus had a fucking role in Every one of the major Chaos Primarchs falling, except for those ones. I, I know, I know. It's just plot armor, but it was just so unsatisfying. And, you know, the most satisfying part of it 
was like uh Karn was raging out and Lorgar came and he's like do you want to know who killed him oh that was yeah. so nice he, he gave up Erebus my he was so tired of his shit too my favorite was Erebus's fucking cockiness and then when Karn started beating the fuck out of him how that suddenly changed to, oh shit it was like when the painted counts demon sword like fucked off it's like oh no <laughs> Yeah, he's the worst. I fucking hate Erebus. And I, I told you, yeah, uh, nobody likes that position. Um, do you want to know? Yes, uh, of it's course. The, it's one of the latest books. So this is when you start to get to know the mother, and um, Erebus murders her. How nice of him! Chaos. How yeah. nice of that piece of shit. He called so. her grandmother, and mm. he was like, "She is so." Stupid, powerful. It's surprising he was able to kill her. Oh, when you're chaos uh, elevated and you have blessings of four fucking gods. Yeah, he summons like four greater demons or something, and like she marks those, and she's just so wounded. He's like, "You could have been the best of it. You could have been right along the right hands of the gods. You're so powerful." He's like, "Why won't you just give in?" She's like, "Cause fuck you." And because like, I'm not a piece of shit, Erebus. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, God. that was I was like jesus i some he has to have one of the worst deaths like he needs to have one of the worst deaths to make up for all his fucking bullshit you know i want to see abaddon die the same way that sigismund says he's gonna die he would? the same way as horus died alone crying and unforgiven that's that's why that's why I don't think the Emperor was the one that killed him. Yes, exactly. That's why I think Sanguinius did it. I think Sanguinius killed him, and I want to see it happen. And I want to see Abaddon kill Sanguinius. Die. And as he was leaving, he he confided in Sigismund like he. I think it's time for a new big bad. I want Abaddon gone. I want somebody to step in. I want fucking a traitor Parmark to step in and actually take the fucking reins. He goes, okay, there's, there's so it many... It would have to be pretty then. It would have to be pretty, and I'm okay with that. That would be sick. Or I want to see Decimus. I want to see somebody who's actually pushing the narrative. Somebody who hasn't been saved by so much goddamn plot armor. Think about how monumental it would be if Abaddon died and how cool that would be to have somebody be like oh you think Abaddon was bad you think Abaddon was bad <laughs> take this guy out future sight and I want somebody who's actually going to be like I don't need plot armor I'm a fucking gnarly son of a bitch I don't need plot armor I can beat this guy outright I can't believe they did my boy Septimus and like we don't know what happened to Septimus we just know they took his kid Okay, I don't. Okay, and if the flare took the kid, I know he would have killed Octavia because he hated Octavia. He hated her. But Septimus, and Septimus wasn't just gonna let him kill Octavia. Like they suffered a horrible, horrific ending. They, I hope they wounded the flare though. I hope it was a scene worth remembering. Like he's already missing a leg. Hopefully they took an arm or something like made it work. Well, he's got like spider legs now because remember he had like one bad leg and then that Eldari cut him in half (laughs) and he's like crawling. So he's always got two spider legs. (laughs) (laughs) He got cut in half. This shit is freaking amazing. Such an epic end. I left the permanent mark on him. I was like, I was thinking it the whole time. 
he was wearing all of Talos' gear. He had the fucking ancient bolter. And I was like, the sword. Please don't say Decimus. Please don't say Decimus. They're like, who's your name? What is your name? Decimus. I knew okay. it was coming. Like, Fuck! I knew it was coming. Like, who else could I knew it be? It was I just didn't want it. My one of my favorite parts of that book is the War Sage, like dragging his fucking his broken dreadnought leg after killing all those Eldari in the dark. Just like, hey, what I miss, and everyone's just dead. He's like, oh no. And then there's that one little like you know slave girl was like, hey, uh, you're probably gonna die, but you should start. You should probably fuck off. <laughs> Because bad people are coming. Or fucking Lucario taking the Eldari's soul stones and eating them so they have to smell his rotting guts and shit for eternity and them screaming inside of his stomach. That was the best description where he just closes his eyes and he can hear them screaming and he just starts laughing. See, that is the ultimate Night Lords. Like, Lucarifus and the Bleeding Eyes. I love how all this brothers, all of the bleeding eyes turn into these like bird-like pieces of shit. And he did too physically, but mentally he was still Lucarifus. He was still that fucking yeah. captain of the 11th. And I just love hearing a back and forth between him and the War Sage. I want more of that. Yeah, when he just goes, Luke, give it a rest. Luke, it's been 10,000 years of your bullshit. <laughs> we know you were on the wall. <laughs> Please okay. shut up. You were there. We get it. You're cool. Yes. The War Sage would rather be getting tortured the whole time while they were trying to wake him up than hear Luke say he was on the wall first one more time. I'm pretty sure before he was on the wall, he was probably like, hey, 11th is more than 10th. <laughs> it's like, well, okay, buddy, we get it. <laughs> it's one more than 10. <laughs> Like, well, what about the 12th then? Well, no, 11's before 12. So That's funny because the War Sage doesn't fucking claim about killing a fucking a con, blood angel, a blood angel, and a, and a fucking Poppy Cheese son. He doesn't fucking brag about that shit. <laughs> but Luke's over here like, hey, guess what my guys did? <laughs> oh, so fucking funny. Yeah. God. For those of you who listened... We, we've gone over a lot. And I know that a lot of you don't know shit about Warhammer, so you're probably super lost. But And, and there's so much more. You're going to be lost. Yeah, we're not touching Xenos right now because that's too much. We're, we're going to come back for more Warhammer talk. We're going to cover we're going to cover different races and different shit. We're going to talk about planets. We're going to talk about wars. We're going to talk about campaigns. We're going to talk about chapter-specific shit. Fuck, we could talk about... We could talk about Seth and the Flesh Terrors for a fucking hour. I love that guy. I think he's one of the oh, coolest you know the best sons of blood. About, oh, go ahead. You know what the best thing about Seth is? The way they describe him, he sounds like just crazy, homicidal maniac. I mean, he's not a maniac, but he is super aggressive. He is a government-sanctioned maniac. He is about yeah. as far to that side as loyalists go, other than the Carcharodons, but the Carcharodons are literally not allowed. <laughs> yeah, the, the space sharks are not allowed to come into the fucking Imperium proper. The government Arizona. <laughs> it's funny but because... Seth is a son of Sanguinius, so yes. Seth is beautiful. Do you think he actually made a deal with the Necrons when it comes to Sanguinius? 
Dante? No, Sanguinius. Or, oh, Sanguinius? Remember when Dante meets the Silent King Silent and he's King. wearing the face shield, the death mask well, of Sanguinius? We got to remember the the crusade wasn't to exterminate Xenos races. It was, it was, uh, if they thought they were better, I guess. I don't know how to word that correctly. It was but to pretty much excavate with them. The betterment of mankind. They were allowed in the Imperium and their technology was accepted. Right. But if they weren't going to work for the betterment of mankind, well, genocide on you. Like, but, there were uh, some alien races that really gave the Space Marines a run for their money, where a lot of them died. So who's to say that they didn't show up on a planet and Necrons were also fighting them, and they were like, hey, we team up for against these pieces of shit, because these guys suck. And the Necrons were like, like bet. <laughs> yeah, or something like that. Because yeah. uh, remember Jagatai Khan was talking about fighting that like super psychic race that would just kill people outright. Like they're, they 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 like age space marines like by like super crazy to the point where they couldn't fight and they just the, turned to dust. Oh, the Harud. Yes. So who's to say that they weren't fighting the Harud? Yeah, that they they're the ones that fucked up Dantiok. Yeah, and it was actually the Blood Angels who fought them, and they were giving advice to the White Scars about them, so it's very possible that the Necrons showed up, and they are like, hey, fuck the Herud, here's how you beat them, you shoot them in the penis, or something like that. (laughs) You get a Slaneshi, and then they go touch their buttholes, and they don't like that in their eyes. Ba-da-ba-ba-da-ba, planet's secure. Bam. (laughs) Bing, boom, bam. But I... I think with Sanguinius being like one of the more level-headed, if it was beneficial, I think he would have definitely made a deal. I want to see a Necron Civil War. I just want to know what that deal is. I do too. There's so many things I want to know. I want to know if Creed's alive. I want to know if Sevatar is alive. I want to know where the fuck... Say, I want to know where the fuck the Khan is. I want to know if Dorn's alive, even though they're saying he's not. I want to know where the fuck Vulcan's fucking making his home. I want to know... If Yarick, Lehman Russ. I want to know if Yarick's even dead. I want to know. Imagine if Russ shows up with the fruit and brings the Emperor back like he wants to, bro. Or imagine they find Russ before he can get the fruit, and his conversation with Bjorn after he left Bjorn and Bjorn felt like he wasn't good enough to go with Lehman, even though Lehman intended him to lead the wolves without telling him. That that conversation would be epic. Like, hey, bro, do you think it would have like behooved you to let me know your plan? <laughs> right. Now I'm in this fucking dreadnought. It, it's it's kind of cramped and shitty in here. I don't know if you know. <laughs> like my body has shrunk down to fetal proportions. Oh my god! Or Bjorn the Fellhanded putting the Inquisition in their place. When they meet, oh, he's just so like, weird. the Inquisition's trying to have a pissing contest. He's like, I have stood before the Emperor, and he was no god. <laughs> and they get all pissed off, and then that one lady who's from Fenris starts crying, and then he's just like, why the fuck are you crying? He's like, shut up. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That and then Bjorn so looks funny. at her crying. He's like, who the fuck's this bitch? <laughs> oh, <sighs> Ragnar. Black Logan Grimnar, like there's so much good stuff. The wolves. We have to go over still. 
Oh, the wolves and the dark angels. I love how they have that beef. Like, even when they come in Secundus, the dark angels have this big, like, pomp and circumstances. They're getting ready to invade Ultramar because they think fucking Gilliman churned. There's this little, like, honor guard of space wolves, and they're like, we have to duel. And Gilliman's like, can you guys fucking not? <laughs> like, can you guys just not? He's like, Jesus fucking Christ, everything's falling apart. What the fuck is wrong with you two? We must duel. <laughs> And they just keep repeating, we must do it. Well, go do it over there. He's just like, okay. And then fucking Lion's like, I am the champion. Like, uh. <laughs> but then to credit no, the Space right. Wolves, he fucking swings on him anyway. He's like, eat a dick. <laughs> and he almost hits. Oh, the Primarch? Okay. <laughs> and he just goes for it. I respect that. Yeah, but it's funny because he's like, you can't be the champion. He's like, what are you telling me? I can't be what I am. <laughs> it's like, oh. I can't be what I am. Dude, I hate the Lion. He's so arrogant. He's the cheap. He's the king of cheap shots. The he's king a, of cheap shot. I told you, bro. He cheap shots everybody. That's what he does, and it's funny because he's cheap shot Gilliman. He's all about like, oh, I'm the most honorable. I am a knight of the highest order, and he's like backstab. He's like, bro, you're a fucking rogue, you piece of shit. He's like, well, no one can tell <laughs> if they're not alive. Well, that's the biggest secret of the Dark Angels. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe that's why Luther maybe that's why Luther betrayed be like the lion owes me 20 bucks <laughs> fuck him <laughs> disappears for a fucking crusade why, right why as would you... he assume I was buying his lunch he owes me lunch money he's the goddamn Primark I'm his father <laughs> it's father's day why would I buy my own food <laughs> uh, I think I think the best way for us to do this is probably take it legion by legion. Did you did you read Luther's book? I'm almost done with it. So okay, so every single grandmaster of the well, he's been in and out of stasis for so long and he's been alive way longer than he should be. That and he dealt with chaos and then he, he like got, got way too cocky with that demon too. I have a feeling he does not harbor any negativity towards the lion because think about it he sold his like shit over to chaos for a second to get that power and then when he like almost killed the lion he could have gave the death blow but then he felt so fucking bad about what he did kind of like ferris man kind of like the ferris man is fulgrim moment only well, you know the thing with chaos like everyone's like chaos is great you know all this slaughter and all this stuff we said we didn't stand for that we're doing now fantastic and then, like, the second a Plague Marine gets their mind clear, they kill themselves or want to be killed. Or the fucking Emperor's children, when they saw the perfect clone of Fulgrim that is in the collection that we spoke of earlier, they began yeah. crying and they pledged loyalty to them because being a fucking chaos guy sucks dick. It must be horrible. Yeah, everybody's trying to kill you, even other chaos legions. Like, you don't stand for anything anymore. Like, these legionnaires stood for so much. They had purpose. They had all this other stuff. And now it's just like, oh, mindless like, slaughter. Being somebody like Rylanor to, like, whatever the fuck, a sound marine now? Like, what? Right? Like, okay, that senseless violence might work for a world eater. It might even work for a fucking night lord who's only like, I'm a pirate now, I'm just gonna fuck whoever I want up. <laughs> but for legionnaires yeah. that but had so much purpose, of a brain. like like the emperor's children, it was like, we literally were the equivalent of the fucking of the emperor. We didn't even change our name. 
<laughs> like we're still called the emperor's children, even though yeah, now, now it's sarcastic, we, but it's still, it's like, Oh yeah. But now we mean it in an edgy way. Yeah. We're edge lords. It's just like, you guys stood for so much and now you don't stand for shit. Like that must be hard for them to deal with too. And I'm sure they know it too. He's like, yeah, I remember when we were like, uh, we had shit we were like striving for as opposed to following around this snake like asshole guy. <laughs> Right? He's like, yeah, well, now I'm going to make a violin out of this guy's guts. And I'm going to play the most beautiful tune. <laughs> it's like, that sounds that sounds horrible, bro. It's all I have to look forward to, because my but, Primark's an idiot. But Luther's life sucks, man. He just gets, like, he's in stasis. He gets pulled out of stasis just to get fucking interrogated by the brand new chapter master of the Dark Angels. I mean, like, oh, God, you're asking me the same questions again? <laughs> like... Fuck you guys. Can you just write this shit down? How many times have I got to answer this shit? I, but I have a feeling that Luthor, because he's getting all the fallen angels back, I feel like he well, is coming yeah. back. I wonder if he took Savitar with him when he did. I don't know, because he, that would be awesome, but I don't think so. I feel like the dark angels, I feel like the fallen angels are going to be redeemed. I think Luthor's going to come back. As he already has, he's gathering all the fallen. I think Lionel Johnson's gonna show up, and they're gonna fucking appear to him. And Cipher's gonna give him a sword, and he'd be like, "Hey, we cool?" Well, the problem, the problem with him being in stasis for ten thousand years, he's been in stasis for ten thousand years, so he's still the same dude he was ten thousand. Like, there's gonna be no growth. But Cipher, Cipher brought. Gilliman back. Cypher had a major role in bringing Gilliman back. He's like, hey, all I want to do is talk to the fucking Big E. And Gilliman was like, bet. And then after he was like, I'm not letting you talk to nobody. So I feel like Scyther is going to be like, hey, come to this random coordinate. And then he's going to show up and he's going to see this big fight between the Fallen and the Dark Angels and Bobby G's going to be like, the fuck? And then Cypher's going to be like, here's your fucking sword, big, you know, the lion. <laughs> Like, how funny would that be? Just a full, total pants down, be like, oh, our secrets have been exclusive. Oh, no. Just yeah, bring back the curtain. so high and mighty, but he's hiding half his legion falling. And-, and that would probably help him fold back into the Imperium <laughs> because he had a big fucking rivalry with Bobby G. So him being humbled to such a big degree, as soon as he got back, would probably be like, all right, I'm following your lead, Bobby. I'm sorry. <laughs> Because if because if he did, if he doesn't get exposed, he's gonna be like, well, why should you be regent? I should be regent because I'm the lion. It's like, bro, I'm not trying to start a civil war. And if anything, he'd probably be more pissed off about the religion that was built up around him, especially if he finds out that his religion was built around Logar's Bible, which wouldn't be hard to learn. <laughs> yeah, but how are you even supposed to displace it now? True, and it's kind of necessary because it's beefing up the emperor like the emperor is more powerful than he ever was true but just i would argue was his plan the whole time because let's say you can wave a fucking magic wand and all religion goes away you know how much that nerfs the emperor oh horribly you need him so bad right now but at the same time when you were if you were such a follower of the imperial truth if that's all you've been pushed and you've done so much in the name of the imperial truth like think about all the worlds they've done think about all the people they've killed just being yeah, like, oh yeah, that was all bullshit. That's going to be hard for somebody like Lionel Johnson to swallow. I mean, Bobby G is having to do it now. Well, Bobby He's G has no other guys. choice. Bobby G is so Bobby G smoking four packs a day, just trying to keep shit together. <laughs> let alone dealing like, with all these other like, problems. Listen, lion, 
I've seen him do things that you wouldn't believe. Bro, he burned Nurgle's garden. Just yes. did it. Took over my body, killed me, burned his shit down. He's a god, bro. Like, yeah, he's, it was he's, pretty he's, crazy. <laughs> just like just explaining, be like, sucker punch him. Because Lionel Johnson did never saw the Chaos Gods. The only experience he had with Chaos is when Luthor fucking zapped him. So he's gonna be like, hey, uh, Mortarian's a Mothman, and <laughs> this is what's happening. Like he's got a lot to explain. Hey, it's gonna a big red angry devil. Yeah, he's kind of a dickhead, and uh, oh, and yeah, becomes a snake thing now. Who sliced my throat? See, look at the scars. <laughs> oh yeah. man. The lion's going to have a rough time. It's going to be terrible. But you know it's not going to be terrible. Hopefully this next Warhammer series that he's making. And you know what? We got to pick this up because Warhammer Talk, we need to make this say, we need to do this multiple times because it's such a fun fucking topic. And it's so goddamn deep. Like we said, there's so much we haven't touched on. We scratched the surface of a lot of things, but it goes so much deeper. Exactly. So before we sign off for this episode, Isaac, now is your time to say whatever it is you would like to fucking say. The floor is yours, my friends. Let's see. I can't wait to do this again. And uh, Henry Cavill, you're probably not listening, but if you are, if you need two guys in the background to die, oh, we're down. I would die like it would a... Be an honor. I would love to die for the Emperor. I would die my ass off. I would get flayed. By Korax on Nostromo. I mean, by by the Night Hunter on Nostromo. If you allowed me to, I would die any way you want. That would be so dope. As a oh god, just don't mess with that. Get me. Or is he even just yeah. using, uh, even as a voice actor, just like let me be a, like let me let me put on my Nostromoan voice and let me just say some dumb shit like death to the emperor, something. It'd be so sick. Death to the corpse god. Oh yes. <laughs> oh, Savatar. Yeah, just let. Let, let me let me voice act. Right, shut the word seven nine seven eight one. Right, you don't even right. have to name me. Right, reads. <laughs> I would be down. Fuck, put my face in the screaming gallery. I don't give a fuck. Oh my god, this would be so dope. It'd be so fucking sick. No. Anyway. I would like to thank you for pick this back up, bro. Oh, we're gonna talk more 40k, and by the next time, we'll probably have more books under our belt, so we can nerd out even more. Other than that, all right, sounds good. I'm the eight bit nobody. Go read a fucking book and smoke a joint. My Lord Omnibus. That's a great place to start. Right, sins of the father. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Peace out.